Coming to you live from Griffin's Kitchen, it's Ghoulin' Goblin Theater! Ghoulin' Goblins! Welcome back. Here we are, another week. No guests this week, just us, so we're going to keep this one under nine hours. That's yeah. my prediction. Well, we have stuff to do later tonight, so we got to get it done. we got to get it done. Uh, we're, we're fucking... We, we, we toyed with you the first two weeks with some campy humor. This is straight-up evil we're doing today. Easily. And that's why I started out with some fucking evil Swedish black metal, Marduk. Satan reigns this week. Yeah, the the amount of Satan music that's out there. Yeah, the whole fantastic. genre, yeah. Fantastic. I you, just picked this one because it deals with the idea that not not even a king can defeat death, no matter it, how rich you are. Shovel always beats scepter. Shovel always beats scepter. Uh uh, I got before we get into it. I this is forget Festivus. I think Halloween should be our we discuss our grievances because I got another one, Halloween related to. If the world, if there was any justice in the world, Griff and I would right now be telling you about what a great time we had at the Redford Theater watching Goblin play the soundtrack to the movie Demons, a very meta event because it's a movie about. People watching a movie, and we'd be in a movie theater watching people watching, watching a movie. movie. Yeah. But fucking Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster. We talk about all these like things, these places we grew up on. They're now obsolete. They don't exist anymore. Why does Ticketmaster still exist? Ticketmaster, we don't need you anymore. Yes. We don't need a middleman. Go away. It's we don't need you and your fees. Time we take the shovel to the scepter exactly. in this case. Fuck Ticketmaster. Yeah, so uh, I have integrity. You might not believe that. So <laughs> when it comes to Ticketmaster, I refuse to give them my money. And so it, I I actually even contacted, because Griff is at the Redford Theater all the time. I'm like, hey, how about you see if you can just buy tickets there? Yeah. Cut them out. No. The way they had it set up, the I guess Goblin had rented out the theater and so they were like, you only could go through Ticketmaster. Yeah. With their like $12 service fees tacked on to the right. show. Look, we we love, you know, we, yes, we, sure, we have a huge fucking peck jelly empire, but we still, you don't come rich by spending money, Griff. That's right. So we, we, we're pick lifted and by the power of the people, though. Right. The peck jelly people push us to the pinnacle. Wow, it's a, a tongue lot of twister peas. there. It's yeah. a lot of peas. I'm surprised I got that out there because Zalbra has mentioned English is not my first language. <laughs> yeah. I first spoke in only punches to the face. Yeah. That's that's how I grew up. Born under punches. Great talking head song. So yeah, so we didn't go because it's like 
And I think a lot of people didn't go. I think it was there's a lot of seats left open because of Ticketmaster. There's a lot of things that happened with that hole in my brain here too, because you were like, "Hey, are we still thinking about going to that?" And yeah. we had looked at the tickets uh, two weeks prior or something. A week ago. A week ago. Last week. We completely forgot it was on Friday the 13th. So I made other plans, not mm. even thinking about yeah, that. Yeah, Griff had to get a tattoo. It's Friday. I the had to go get a Friday the 13th tattoo. We all do. Of course. Uh, I'll talk about that in a minute. Not the tattoo. I didn't get a tattoo. Um, but we looked at it. The whole right side of the theater was basically empty both, at that both point. Both sides. The center was oh, filled the, up almost. Oh, but both the sides right were and empty? left. Not empty, but like 90%. I, re- I remember empty. the right side was just yeah. like. You, and they wouldn't even sell you a single ticket. You had to buy in pairs. That was the other infuriating part. Because I clicked on one. Really? Just, yeah, I clicked on one. And they one. also had an eight ticket limit, too. You couldn't buy more than eight. It was very weird. What the Goblin fuck? works in mysterious ways, apparently. I'm guessing they had no control over that. Because we had all last year we saw Suspiria in my hometown of Pontiac, and now we were gonna it was gonna go to Griff's hometown of Redford, Correct. complete the circle. It would have. We wanted that circle. We, yeah. Oh my god, we were but doing no. a chance and seances. No, Ticketmaster ruined it. Thank you, Ticketmaster. Like they do everything. Right. What do they? I always remember like back in the. It's even there. Like back before internet. When you had to fucking go, I, you either had to go to the box office. I, I never camped out. I was never. I was like, I didn't care no, about. Yeah, yeah. I was always lucky that ninety nine percent of the bands they like nobody gives a fuck about. So I never really had to worry about. Yeah. But there occasionally I saw one of the Lollapaloozas, the second one. Okay. So you had to like be there at the at the basement the of Hudson's. Yeah. They had a Ticketmaster. What convenience am I getting? I'm getting up in the morning, going there. And all I ask from Ticketmaster is, this is what I never understood about Ticketmaster, Griff. Can you just tell me how much the tickets are going to cost? Yeah. Do I have to guess? Because it's never like a, it's not a set fee. Yeah. yeah. It's not like every ticket is $5 more for right. the service charge. It's like whatever we fucking pull out of our ass. Right. It's a mystery every single time. And yeah. it's not, it, it's even incredible that for sporting events, where I don't even think Ticketmaster is involved in sporting events. Maybe they are. I don't know. But sure. even for sporting events, when you go and buy a ticket at the fucking door, because I go to my baseball games across this country, yeah. and every time it's a surprise, that's a $20 seat. Okay, here's a $20 bill. Well, hold on a minute. We got to include our various fees and everything. And right. next thing you know, it's 29 to $31. Right. What? There should be literally should be a law stopping that. We hey. should let us know what the price. And this is one thing Europe gets right. They're, all their shit has the tax included. Yeah. So you know what you're paying for. Exactly. I like With that. America, it's a mystery. How would you feel about tips being rolled into the price for uh, when you go out to eat? Well, I mean, it's like, I, I don't think, I, don't, I, I would never get like, why are we subsidizing a, a restaurant's employees to begin with, first right. of all? I never got that. Yeah. Just pay your fucking employees. Right. It puts you in this weird conundrum of like, I have to pay, but some people get off on that power. Like you see the people saying, here's a fun thing to do on your next date. Put five single dollar bills out. And then as the person doesn't do a good thing, you take a dollar away. That's a Prospero move right there. That is a Prospero move. Full frontal jerking off your power right in front of somebody's eyeballs. But I will say you brought up our our government and what they should be doing about Ticketmaster. I want you to know. By the way, if you want to know about 
the, we're being rhetorical because if you really want to know what Ticketmaster is about, watch the John Oliver thing. I'm sure it's on YouTube. Yeah. He oh, explains yeah. it this all. It's all a racket. Everybody's involved, including the bands. Right. Getting their cut. But yeah. Oh, there's a lot of bands that are. Bands get a cut of that service fee, too. Oh. Everybody does. The venue. But Ticketmaster is the bad guy. They take the hit. But the venue, the bands, and Ticketmaster get a cut. Oh, that's frustrating. Yeah. Guys, we got to get away from that. Which this. probably explains why there's always different things. It's why why would it cost more? Why would it take more energy to print up our fucking Goblin ticket as opposed to a Taylor Swift ticket, which you know probably has a $100 service fee on it? Yeah. You're doing the same amount of work. Why it was hurt? Because she gets a cut. That's why. Yeah. And the venue gets a cut. Well, I'm sure my cousin here. Right to your congressman, people. Tell them to do their job. Stop feeling people's dicks and Beetlejuice. I wonder what the service fee on Beetlejuice was. Bobert could probably probably get behind that. I'm sending a letter to Bobert. She probably goes, hey. Unfortunately, we have people like my cousin Harriet Hegman that are working in Congress. You know what she was busy doing recently? Nothing. Bringing a goddamn lasso to Congress. It's, Can it, we fucking do anything that improves our lives? No, Why no, no, no. Everything gotta be like the government is now professional wrestling. It's just it performance is. art. It's Thank just you. performance art, people. They're, they're doing nothing. It's all baby faces and heels. Everybody's yeah. just trying to shine each other up, trying to get everybody an easy win. It's embarrassing. So, it is embarrassing. Then that, if there's not, even if there's not enough to be embarrassed about being in America. It's getting worse. It's getting worse. Griff, enough about my complaint. Complain about your Friday thirteenth or or celebrate. No, I, I got know. no complaints. No. It was a night it was it was a weird week, but you know what? We had Friday the thirteenth. I celebrated, of course, by watching a couple Friday the thirteenth movies. Which ones? Four and five. That's where I'm at. Mm, five. Five had a girl with the best tits. I agree. I'm surprised uh <laughs> I was like, those are the best. I literally said uh, this yesterday while I was watching it. I uh, said, those are the best. She gets best. the shears to the eyes. Yes. Yes. Yeah, she's the best. That tits. was one of the most gruesome kills I can remember. And I was also like, those are the best hits in all of uh, Friday the 13th. Yeah. That's, that's all it's known for. I still need to get to the second half of the... the yeah, you're going to be in for a surprise. Oh, my God. I don't know about that. Um, <sighs> Were you going to say something else there? No. My favorite girl is the girl in... Uh, Friday Thirteenth Two with the Mickey Mouse shirt. Yes, do skinny dips. Yes, that's my yes. favorite Friday Thirteenth girl. But the best tits are in five. I was surprised. I didn't and you know what? Here's a little oh. thing for you. The actress's name is something Voorhees. So. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. So I mean, that's. I I you see I've seen little bits of these as I was growing up, but I also yeah. was terrified. That's all you of need these. to. I was know. terrified of these movies when I was growing up. Right. Yeah. You can stick around for the long, elongated parts where it's just like, am I about to see some boobies? That part I could stick around for. But when they started getting into kills, I was terrified. Um, I didn't realize Crispin Glover was in one of these movies. Yeah. He was in four. And yeah. so was Corey Feldman. Yeah, right. Tommy Jarvis. Jesus Christ. And Crispin Glover does a dance in four. Yeah. Oh, my God. We all know that. Oh, yeah. boy. That's rough. Gets a corkscrew to the hand, right, or something like that. He does because he keeps going. Where's the wine? I need to open the wine. Where's the corkscrew? And next thing you know, he puts his hand down and clunk, right yeah, in there. there you go. They were not subtle, Friday Thirteenth. They just hit you over the head. They really do. Literally and figuratively. I want to tell you though. Yeah. I was watching Five, and I go, "That's Tim Murray on my screen." 
beautiful young teenage like 19 maybe maybe just crested 20 of years i gotta watch it because i don't know who you're talking about is Is he the guy that bangs the girl the the great tits no i'm sorry no how does he die well he's a loner okay okay his name was vic And he's got his studded armband on, like Road Warrior style fucking. Yeah, that was my style at 19. Cut off black, probably Metallica shirt, but they said, actually, we can't we can't have that in this movie because then we have to pay Metallica. So, yeah, it just says Metallic. Okay. <laughs> uh, and you're just chopping wood in this fat character. What was his name? Did I write it down here? Joey comes over slobbing chocolate bars everywhere, just spewing shit. Oh God! What did he say? Oh man, he correct he corrected Vic on. He was like, "It's not midget; it's little person," and that was it. And I got just, a lot to say about that in this movie. Too. I know that's we'll why I brought it that. up. And then he hauled off. You did and just buried an axe in this motherfucker. Wow! A guy, a non-Jason guy, killed somebody. Yeah, I thought that was what that whole premise of the movie was going to be. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool because Jason... Jason's like a plague. Yeah. He's like a red death, if you will. Yeah. Jason became... I thought they were going to do a whole thing where Jason became like, shit, maybe Jason's back somehow. But instead, it was just... it's worse. The town was killing everybody. It's worse. Uh, No, they they didn't do that. Also, Dudley from from Different Strokes, a little black kid, that's Dudley... Yeah. He would since he was the friend of the main character Arnold. All the, when they would have like the uh, very special episodes, he was the whipping boy that had the awful. Cause you couldn't have like traumatic shit happen to your star, or your show. Yeah, so he would be the one that gets molested. His dad beats him. All that kind of shit. That's sad. You know, yeah, uh, Dudley. If you are going to be watching Friday the Thirteenth Five, the Thirteenth, uh, the Thirteenth. I also was in the movie. I have a cocaine problem. <laughs> we all know this. Which We've one? All five. It. In five, yeah. Okay. Uh, I have about six minutes of screen time. I have a. Damn, I almost wish we could turn back time, but we would just done Friday the Thirteenth this month. Yeah. Oh, well, like next year. God, they would be so boring. Those movies. Now that I'm seeing them as an adult, and I've watched so many other good horror movies that actually have a plot in between. Like five. You know what we're gonna do <laughs> next October? We're gonna do the Mount Rushmore of horror. We're gonna do one Friday Thirteenth, one like Freddy, this. one Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and one uh, Halloween. I like that idea. We'll That's talk really to Mike good. to tell us what the yeah, proper ones. Because we've already do. done a. We did one Freddy, and we did yeah. one. We did Texas Chainsaw Massacre two. Yeah, we did two. If Nightmare on Street two and uh, uh, Chainsaw yeah. two. But I, I'm in there. I got a hot girlfriend. Course, I got a cocaine yeah. addict. I got a Trans Am. It's perfectly me. It reflects <laughs> my lifestyle. Everything is just high flying, you know, limo driving, uh, Scott, stealing, wheeling, dealing. We, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I get I get murdered pretty quickly, oh. and I drop my cocaine little fucking kit too. So that's it's rough. Was a uh, good time. All right. Well. Uh, I'm glad to see people are finally getting in the Vincent Price mood because we started out slow. We do this happens a lot, Griff. I've noticed when we kind of veer out of our, our wheelhouse a little bit, people don't follow. People don't trust us yet. It's been five and a half years. I don't just I, follow us. I do as know. we say. How do we establish this trust any better? I don't know. You can, you guys, you can do the trust fall. We'll catch you. We will catch you. Maddingly, we'll catch you. Yes. We don't. Get yeah, our, we won't touch you. We won't get our hands dirty. Well, yeah, we're like we're our own <laughs> Prospero. But uh, 
Yeah, if the vibes two did better, we're we're gaining momentum again. Cause I never, I don't get you guys. I don't, I just, I'll never understand you guys. That's right. They think I've, I figured it out. I, I figured the 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 the, the enigma, and then I'm like, no. I think Prospero would tell us we treat our fans too nicely. We try to yes. give and give and give That's instead true. of that just true. taking. We yes. never take enough from our audience. That's true. We just we, need, we need to start charging you people. That's what we're saying. <laughs> it's called taxing. and yes. it's, it's it's called a convenience fee is what it is. Oh, shit. We conveniently give you laughter and joy for two hours a week. We brighten up your Thursday shitty job. That's right. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> but, man, Griff, Vincent Price, so good in this movie. I can't, like, fives one and two. Fantastic. I love uh, Price all over the place there. But he didn't I, talk I, a lot. That but was he did. Thing. Yeah, he didn't talk a lot in one. He throat acting, a lot in two. amazing. Amazing, but... a th- amazing throat acting in one. Too much talking in two for him to do all the throat acting. But no, both of them are fun, very campy. But holy shit, within the first... Five minutes of this movie, I was like, this is it right here. I fucking love this movie right from the get-go. Yeah, this is... uh, And it's weird because this is... I think him and Roger Corman did at least five or six uh, Edgar Allan Poe adaptations. But a lot of them were like comedic. They very can't be like uh, fives. I wanted to do the serious one. That's good. You picked a good one then because this this hit everything I needed. Yeah, this is... I don't know. We might not be able to get this one on YouTube because there's a lot of parallels going on with the Red Death and things going on in our world yeah <laughs> and the one percent and job providers and whatnot it's it just tells you the more things change the more they stay the same like For they're real. talking about the same age this movie came out like 50 years ago 55 60 years ago maybe i think it's now in the 60s yeah it's 60s so uh yeah but it's just as fresh as today you can go wow they're talking about today yeah wikipedia is really annoying about this one too because they only they remade this movie in the 80s and that's the only thing they have a Wikipedia article. They don't have oh, wow, it's interesting. the Vincent Price uh, story. But, I mean, did you ever, like, get into Edgar Allan Poe at all? No, I re- we read it in American history in uh, high school. So we did have, we've read a few stories. Yeah. We, had to, we had to watch the one Vincent Price movie, Fall of the House of Usher, which was boring as shit to me. I didn't like that one. Yeah. He had some cool fucking uh, 18th century shades on in it, though, because his cool. eyes were like paint. You couldn't see like light. But that was kind of boring. But, yeah, we read a couple of the stories then, but I've never really. I've seen a lot of the Corman ones, but I've never really read. I like that you uh, brought up the House of Usher, though. Just Usher, because people just. They remade the Fall of the House of Usher. They actually have. There's like some TV like streaming show. Yeah, I thought there was. But Usher in it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean your, your your nieces and nephews love it. They're big Usher fans. They're aren't big. They? My niece and nephews, who are eldest, is I think eight, maybe nine. Yeah, huge Usher. <laughs> Every fans. song's about fucking, ain't it? Uh, close to. Yeah. 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 He's like the modern day R. Kelly. My sister was like the one time we were hanging out, and my sister was like, "I don't know if we can put Usher on for you because they were requesting it. They're like, all those songs are about fucking." And sure, how did they find out about Usher then? If you're uh, I think their mom put on one song, and uh, you know, my sister-in-law is very uh, what's the word? Progressive. Progressive? No, <laughs> I mean she's not regressive. It's just they're very uh, conservative. You know, conservative, and, and, but they play 
pornography for their children. Yeah, clearly. No, it's Musical like they, they try to they try to keep that down. Like when we were kids. Well, no, I wouldn't want kid my eight year old listening to Usher either. Yeah, when we were like eight, nine, ten, ten years old, I was listening to ICP. I was listening to all that trash shit. You know? Uh, I don't know. I don't think I was listening. To so anything. the the fact their parents Sugar Walls what I was listening to. <laughs> They actually, I was Aubrey, probably about 10 or 11 when they I hope Aubrey has listened to this at this point. You know what she wants? She was binging. She's she was loving binging it. it? She, she's been, past week, all she's been, well, I don't know, maybe she's not listening and she's just commenting D- anyway. That might be that, yeah. But yeah, she's, she caught up. I think yeah. she, she fell behind for a while. Yeah, I mean, she's she's really pushing on me starting this Griffey and the Grifters jazz band. So. Griffey the Grifter. Griffey Minnie the, the Mooch. Griffey yeah. the Grifter. Griffey the Grifters. That, howdy, howdy the Grifters ho. would be my backing band. Yeah, Eddie and the Grifters. Eddie and the Grifters. Wasn't that a movie? Eddie and the Eddie and the what was it? Eddie and the Cruisers was the movie. Yeah, I don't know that movie. And then there was the Drifters. Oh, okay. And there's the Grifters. All right. Where are we going with this? I don't know. Come on. Where this were is, we at? We're talking about so the long. genius of Vincent Price. Yeah. We Great. were Edgar Allan Poe yeah, is where Poe, we were at. Oh yeah. Because I think we read I did not read this story. Yeah. We didn't. I remember hearing having a teacher read The Raven. Nevermore. Nevermore. And then, and then of, course, of course, the Simpsons episode. The Simpsons episode. Various other cartoons I'd watch had done, you know, yeah. an interpretation. Your favorite of, wrestler, Raven. He would quote yeah, the oh Raven. Oh my God, Nevermore. I was a huge fan of you did Raven. I not know how literary that guy was. I had no idea what was happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't, I haven't read a lot of Poe. <laughs> he was, apparently, he is the originator of the detective story. Really? Murder in the Rue Morgue is the ori- original detective story. Okay. Would he be the first edgelord then because he was doing this material that it was like, our society. Classic Iron Maiden song, too, by the way. Murders in the Rue Morgue. Oh, okay. Awful story, though. It's about a orangutan that kills people. <laughs> Sorry, spoiler alert. A orangutan is killing the people. <laughs> I wish I was making that up. <laughs> Isn't that, uh, wasn't that a movie you were pitching a while ago? It's already been made into a movie. Orangutan that was, orangutan in a cage? No, I was going to do, it was, it was a movie about you and orangutan playing basketball. I forgot what it was called. (laughs) Remember that years ago? I had an idea. (laughs) Yeah. I thought you were telling me about one where a rich girl had like Oh, Mafu Mafu. cage. Yes, that was an orangutan. (laughs) And people, it's orangutan, not tang. Is it really? It's orangutan. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Today we learned. Yeah, it's because they're, they're the color of tang, doesn't mean. I, and that's because they love sweet poon tang. Do you know that's what happened to my brain? Because in the tang commercials, they would use orangutans. I can't believe they had tang commercials when you were a kid. That, yes. was, that was hot shit when I was a kid in the 70s. Dude, I... Because of the, you know, the astronauts. Drink. Well, yeah. yeah. I grew up wanting tang because of those commercials. I had it. I had it. That great. Yeah, it was just. They still make tang. Orange. I don't know. I haven't. I don't really go down the Kool Aid aisle too much. Probably, that's, probably at dollar stores now or something. Dollar General. You can find Fago and like you know outside of Michigan, dollar stores are where you get your Fago. Yeah. Like, right, your tang there too. I wonder how far the reach of Fago is. I've seen it in California. Yeah, both. Well, yeah, it's, it's whenever there's poor white trash people, there's yeah. Fago to, to nourish them. And Little Caesars Pizza. <laughs> we're sorry, and world. Cool cigarettes. Is that Michigan? No, that's just white trash people. Oh, okay. I, we were. I thought we were doing only Michigan things. So, 
No, we're doing Vincent Price. We're doing Vincent Price. He is a total bastard in this movie. Yeah, he is a job provider. Yes. So he can do whatever he wants because he, he provides jobs. Exactly. Uh, shouldn't $12 an hour be enough for you? It doesn't matter if you can barely afford rent, food, and health insurance. That's that's the cost of being dumb in my world. I'm the job provider. I get all of it. Yeah, that makes sense to me. It's, it makes sounds sense. fair. Yeah, it sounds fair, right? Yeah. So that that's the... So there are a lot of awful people in this movie, but there are a few good-hearted people. And then there are some creatures we'll talk about. Yeah. <laughs> I do like that, Vincent. I do how, how <laughs> it's for us, 1965, when it came out, how purely satanic this movie is. Yeah. This movie, does it make an argument for atheism? I think it does at the end. Oh, you'd, have to, you'd have to bring me to, we'll get to into light on it, that one. But I think it makes a strong argument for atheism in this movie. I It gave me a strong ar- argument for Satanism. Well, he... It, yeah, I'm, sometimes I'm like, wait a minute, am I supposed to not agree with Prospero? He's talking sense to me right now. Right. So, yeah, it's very weird. He's doing the classic Ben Shapiro facts not fe- facts over feelings or whatever his line was. That's that's one of Prospero's lines from this. Now I understand where religious nut, uh, Jewish religious nut uh, Ben Shapiro gets his material from. Prospero. Yeah. It makes sense, too, because he is a one percenter. Lording over everybody else with his one piece of lumber from did Home he grow Depot. up rich? I assumed he did, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know he grew up in else. Hollywood, so he earned it. He's a failed uh, movie writer, Aren't and that—that's how he ended up becoming, you know. And his sisters got big old titties. Uh, Benny, your sisters get titties. That's what I hear. That's all I know about the guy. Uh, Abby. Doesn't she look kind of like him though? That's the that's the that's the trade off. Yeah. Oh boy. So yeah. It, it's a it's a hell town situation. Put that sack on the face. <laughs> what the <hell>? Oh yeah. <laughs> Speaking of hell town, let's get back to Mask of the Red Death. Have we said all we need to say yeah, about no, this? No, we've already said it all. All right, everybody. Remember this, Griff. In the game of death, the Reaper is undefeated, and we'll find out why on the other side of this trailer for Edgar Allan Poe. By way of Roger Corman, by way of Vincent Price, the mask <laughs> of the Red Death. The mask of the Red Death, personalized by the motion picture screen's Prince of Horror, Vincent Price. So then, shouldn't you be on your knees to give thanks? No, I beg of you, mercy, mercy. Lavishly, he plants his corrupting seeds of sin. Spreading living terror that not even the unsullied can escape. Each man creates his own heaven, his own hell. Let me see your face. Welcome back. Great trailer as always. Do you think Vincent Price did the voiceover for the trailer? I don't know. The guy who did Death had a great voice, too. So it might have been Death. I thought Death actually was Vincent Price because of the voice. Like it's just, uh, Not to me. It had so. so much potency to it. No, I think it was a different guy. I could be wrong, though. But, uh, you know, we were just talking in the break about 
the cheapness of Roger Corman's productions. He was a very frugal guy. But it, I think, and we both agree on this, it worked for this movie. I like. I mean, they were obviously everything was a set. Even the forests were a set. Yeah. But it worked. It looked cool. Right. But the, the vibrant colors were cool, which you don't see that much anymore. You know, like, well, we just, we just talk about this all the time. Everything's so drab now. Yeah. You know? there, there's a, I don't know if you've ever watched the YouTube show some more news, but they no. just did one about modern uh, movies and everything. And I thought it was, I thought it brought some... talk about the orange and teal effect where everything is either is orange and teal. I know. I never even thought yeah. about that. If you watch it, I don't know if every movie, but action movies, if you look at movie posters, it's orange and teal colors. Yeah. Okay. I'll yeah. keep an eye out for that one. But it, it, no, it was just more about like, things we complain about how studios have more control than like the writers and directors now and yeah well know. it's just about product plays it's commercials now they're not art it's not right. works of art anymore or one of the points he brought up was uh or they brought up was um it's not about making a single movie it's about the pro the brand yeah like well we just we you heard about the whole uh i don't know what a studio it was they paid 400 million dollars for the rights to the exorcist because they wanted to make an exorcist universe yeah exactly and it already they, bombed the, the first movie bombed so they're like what the you know, everybody because because they saw what happened with marvel they're like everyone wants their universe now yeah they can't just tell stories yeah not one movie not one yeah it's all got to be a universe which we've laughed about and made fun of for a while now here yeah. But yeah, it's just silly. It's just fucking sucks. But the whole idea, like, how, does does Exorcist have that much legs that you can make a universe around demon possession? I, I mean, saw that the writer or director was like, "Man, I wish Freakin were alive to see this." And I can't imagine what kind it. of flying fucking donut <laughs> rolling through Al Pacino, <laughs> you effing bastard. I wonder how hard he would tear that movie apart because. Well, he was Exorcist 2 apart pretty As well. I remember, he was very kind to Exorcist 2, right? Yeah, he was. Very kind. Look that up, everybody. That's your assignment this week. Look yeah. up how kind William Freakin Or was. if we do another Freakin' Jam, we might throw in a little heretic, Exorcist 2, the heretic, uh, lion from hell. Well, yeah. It, it if you're good, start. if you're good. If you're good. So, yeah, we open up in a forest, a very fake forest, but I liked it. I it worked for me. Yeah. We see an old lady, like I think she's on the cover of Led Zeppelin Four, picking up the fucking uh, I'm, sticks. I'm glad you called that out. That was exactly what that was. She's got a bustle in her hedgerow, and she bumps into a man dressed all in red. So I'm assuming this is some kind of metaphor for menopause. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because she's too old to be having a period anymore. Yeah, I was gonna. So say So it's the death of her uh, uterus. That's it. All She's right. having hot flashes. She was sweating. See, I get metaphors now. Thanks to this show and Murray, I <laughs> yeah. get metaphors. So he's <laughs> just chilling, uh, playing with his tarot deck at the, the base of a tree. I didn't think you shuffled them like a normal deck you do. of cards. Yeah, you yeah. mess them up and then, because it's supposed to be like the fates put them together, you know. Oh, right, right, know. right. Okay. So he pulls out a white rose. Okay. He's, a, he's my lady. Yes. He's going to give her a kiss from the rose. I did like in that minute. He had a fedora on. Yes. That's what he pulled the rose out and of. And he says, he does a magic trick. He puts his hand over the rose, and then blood starts dripping on it, and it turns red. I liked that. It was a good effect. This movie, it's already got me. And I'm not. we're not even into the Vincent Price part yet. Hands it to the lady. Take this to your village and tell the people the day of their deliverance is at hand. 
The woman takes the, ro- the rose. See, it's been a long time since she's had a, a young gentleman give her a rose. That's right. She takes it, and she heads down to the village. I love that she's not even worried about him being all in red. She's like, fucking awesome. But, it's been look, this so is, long. This is medieval times. Everyone's life sucked, but Prospero's. Right. So you got to just take what you can take, you know. Any joy in life, you just grasp onto it. That's true. So, yeah, just gathering sticks, Led Zeppelin covered, just yeah. doing it all, headed back to town, got her fucking cool-ass white-turned-red rose, got to tell everybody the day of deliverance is upon us. We're joining the village as a bustling, what's it called? Uh, horse stage, and boogie. Yeah, stagecoach? Uh, uh, horse and boogie. Horse, horse and buggy. buggy? Well, uh, stagecoach, but it was a small stagecoach. I don't know what a horse and buggy is. I think that's an opened one. The like, open one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Like you would go jingle bells with. Yeah, yeah. Stage. One horse open sleigh. I think that's a horse and buggy. Stagecoach is something that should be in my vocabulary, yeah. but it isn't okay, until you just reminded me. So, well, it, it, it's not your traditional stagecoach. It's a one-man stagecoach. It looks like a little castle on with wheels, what it looked like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> it pulls up, and Prince Prospero, who runs the village, this is his fiefdom, he's in there, gets out, fucking Vincent Price wearing some medieval Dolomite designs. He's looking fresh as fuck. It's so fucking good. He has a stooge who rolls out a little red carpet for him. Before we, before that, we must point out, there's a child that's playing in the dirt because that oh. that's the only joy a, a child of surf would have. Right. And he's about to run over it. The kid's oh, yeah. in the way. Right. Well, I mean, he's not conducting the, well, yeah. the horse and cat. But, but he still, would tell them. He probably told them to. Still, he might have been up there. Don't for- stop. Maybe he has some kind of like little horn he talks into that goes into the driver's ears. Is that the child? But the child, go ahead, run it over. And our hero of the movie, Gino, grabs the baby just in the nick of time. That's right. And then this is where Prospero yeah, rolls out. They get the red carpet and everything. Right. And he's like, rejoice! I'm going to have a feast for all your hard work. Right. And we uh, look, if you've worked in corporate America... This is the speech where they're like, hey, cancel out the rest of your day. I got a two-hour meeting. Put it on your schedule. It's going to be the worst. I know it's at 5 o'clock and you're supposed to go home, but you got to hear me talk. Right. You got to hear me talk. And so you're like, shit, is something. Hey, guys, we could give you our bonuses instead. Katy Perry. Ain't I a great boss, Jeff Bezos? I paid her $2 million to play her shitty music and make you watch it. I could have given you guys some of this. I'm a great boss. It's even worse, Murray. It's a Katy Perry one minute, 30 second cameo. Hello, Global Corporation. It's me, Katy Perry. Y'all did a good job this year. You could say you're fireworks. I thought you'd say something like I kissed a girl and I liked it. Well, fireworks is one of her other songs. Baby, you're fireworks. Uh, baby, your fireworks. Baby, your fireworks. I thought it was shooting stars. Baby, you're a shooting star. I think is what it is. All right. <laughs> Another person with great tits. Okay, face. All right. So Gino is like, I've heard. Gino doesn't give a fuck anymore. He's like, I've heard this shit before. Right. You're just gonna give us your fucking table scraps. Oh, my dear boy. No, I can't do this. Albert already told me. Don't don't ever do <laughs> yeah, that again. I'm going to stop again. listening. Yeah. So you have to do Vincent Price. My dear boy, of course I'm going to give you my scraps. Give you good food? You haven't earned it. <laughs> I, okay, we're in 
five minutes into this movie. Pace, great. Yeah. Fantastic. Vincent Price has already told his driver to run over a baby. Now he's telling people, I'm giving you a gift. He get called out on it, and he goes, yeah, I'm fucking slapping you in the face. Look at you. You're flopping around. Your children are playing in mud. They're eating it. They're digesting it. They are what they eat. You are what you eat. You're a bunch of dung holes. So, yes, we established our villain. Or have we? Because I'm I'm conflicted about this character. I'm not sold yet. You haven't sold me yet yeah. that this is the bad guy. He just <laughs> ran over a baby, <laughs> said... You, that was an accident. It you're going to beg for scraps. It was covered in mud. It was blending in a little yes, bit. Yes, it was. It was very <laughs> drab colors. So Gino, not only does he like, say that, he's like, some old woman told a prophecy. You better watch out, motherfucker. Your time is up. He's like, what? Who dares tell a prophecy? He just, goes, he just points to it. Him and him. Like the guy next to Gino. Garrot them. Yeah. He's just finding opposite ends of like the life spectrum. So Gino's yeah. the young whippersnapper. He called him a dog. He's like, of course I feed my dogs my scraps. And if the dog barks back at me, I fucking slap it in the face. So here's the slap He in the actually face. says that metaphor. He's like, if I feed a dog... And it bites my hand. Should I let that go unpunished? Because that's when Francesca runs out. Please, he's my love, and that is my father, my papa. My papa. And he's like, he, he just tells her how it is. He's like, yes, so what? Right. The, the dog that bites the hand gets the fucking boot. Right. So now we've got Gino and Papa, Papa, on their knees, groated. Yeah. And Vincent Price, uh, Prospero is giving out the rules. Well, he's showing, like, you know what? I'm going to show you what a great guy I am. I'm going to let you, he goes to Francesca, you're going to decide who dies. Yeah. I will I will save one of them. You decide. She's like, well, what are you talking about? It's my dad and the love of my life. Mm, tough choice. And then we see great villain, the greasy Alfredo rolls up. I guess he was in the, the uh, stagecoach. Right. Played by the guy in Clockwork Orange, whose wife gets killed, yes, and then he's right. in the wheelchair. Yes, you are right. I, I didn't put it together until now. This guy is just constantly licking grease off his fingers. I don't know why his fingers are covered with grease. But he's like, yes, sounds like a delicious plan, my lord. Alfredo is the perfect name for this character because you're right he is slobbingly like i've had to i've been watching college football you know it comes on it always wiping his mouth there's always stuff exactly i have seen so many fucking olive garden commercials and alfredo is an olive garden commercial (laughs) of a human being he's a couple meatballs just popping on your face and that disgusting looking alfredo sauce all you can eat what is the deal with an all you can eat pasta dish like that is an encumbersome food. Right, that's the whole point. So you don't, you won't eat a lot because <laughs> you get filled up. They fill you up on the bread and then the the salad first, yeah. anyway. Yeah. So yeah, it's a, it's a whole racket. <laughs> it's a whole racket. But yes, he's greasy and Fran, and then and then uh, Prospero's like, uh, Francesco. Here's the thing: if you don't pick, both die. So I think you better pick. I mean, he's just. Pulling the strings. <laughs> what great entertainments you bring me, Prospero. <laughs> I'm sorry, Albert. I couldn't help myself. No, that was good. It was the Olive Garden. It was good. It creeped me out. Thank you. And Alfredo's a creep. Yeah. 
So Joseph Francesca, she's wringing her hands. We hear ah! an old lady shriek in the background. What is that? Who shrieks when I'm having fun? Everybody in the town shrugging their shoulders like, I don't know who the fuck that is. Silence that wooden man. So he's going to take, no, Prospero's like going, I guess I have to do everything. And he runs into the old lady's uh, uh, house, hovel. Hovel, thank you. And she's laying in her bed, and she rolls over, and she's got the red dash. She's sweating blood. And he's like, oh, my God. What, you know, he's like, Why, if I only had gotten my Fauci ouchie, I wouldn't have to worry about this. And he wasn't even wearing a mask. These are the parallels you're talking about. Yeah, so I'm sorry. This is, like I said, uh, this is talking about today's de- problems. Okay. It's the Red Death is what it is. He's familiar with it. And he storms out, goes over to his goon, burn everything. Take take that girl and those two, burn everything else. Yeah, he grabs Fran for himself. And he's like, right. okay, all of these hovels, just go ahead and burn them down. And, of course, Gino's going to bark back. But it is winter, my lord. You get to burn our whole thing because th- apparently oh. they grow the food that goes to the castle. Well, of course, yeah. And so he's like, "All you're gonna kill off your middle class workers, middle class, lower class, serfs, serfs." Was there a middle class in this? No, time? there was. Yeah, no. it's just the closest would be the people that were hanging out at the castle. Castle, would be, okay. Would be your, they're not royalty. But yeah, so all the people who do all the hard work. They're, yeah, just kill them yeah. off. Yeah, it's life. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure out food later. Yeah, so that's that's the thing, Griff. They don't think about that shit. It's like yeah. the fuck. We're going through it right now with the UAW oh in Detroit. God. You know, the fucking. They're like uh, the the they want a forty percent increase for the workers over the next four years, and go, wow, that sounds like a lot. Until you hear that the fucking upper people got a forty percent increase, and they're making millions. Yeah, forty percent increase on millions of dollars yeah. is. A lot of millions of dollars, everybody. So, so the math just doesn't kind of work out there. Yeah, job providers. Job providers. We, you guys don't understand how hard it is to put a Zoom meeting together. Yeah, you don't. We can attest to that being here at Golden Globus Theater. It is very hard to put a Zoom meeting together. Right, we can't, yeah. So they deserved it. They deserved their $4 billion a year. Yeah, they, 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 they figure out a way in their head to make it seem like they deserve it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's like I said, the more things change, they stay the same. Rich people are scum no matter what. Right. So we've got Fran being captured. we got the hovels being burnt down. And Gino, like, uh, he, he puts up a fight, but I think him Maybe and... Maybe like, this is supposed to be Italy, I'm guessing, because everyone has like an Italian-sounding name. Oh, that makes sense. So I guess they're going to bring in Mexicans to you know take over. Wow. So let the white people die off. The Would white it be Spaniards? Class. I'm just that. Well, yeah. There you go. No, just I just think closer. every time I think about who would who do we exploit? I think Mexicans. So, yeah, it makes uh, sense. But, but yeah, yes, they would go to Spain. Yeah. Um, but Gino and Papa also get captured. Yes. Well, he wants to have fun with them. He he needs his leverage with Francesca because we learn like he's like, art of the deal. First of all, Prospero is. Asexual. He's above the carnal, like you know, things. That, Alfredo's perv central. He's the creepazoid. Uh, he might be writing the first chapter on the book of smog. Prospero. He is defeated. Fucking fog. Fog. He's defeated. Yeah, you know it. what? I'm wrong. He he wrote the first book on how to fight. He's the original male influencer. Fight fog with fire is what the book was fog, called. Fog with fire. So Meta- yeah, that's he, my favorite metallic. Yes, he song. is like above all that, but he still he thinks of himself as a god, and he likes to play with his toys, his his, his puppets. He thinks some that's interesting. So, 
Well, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, in Satanism, if we're talking about Levain Satanism, every man is his own god. Oh, okay. So, yes. So Puma Man and uh, uh, what's his name? It, they're Satanists, apparently. Because their whole, like, yes. uh, God, I can't remember. Fadino, Fadino's whole thing about Pumanism was each man is a god, each man is free. Yes. So well, no Satanists. one's free in the world of Prospero. He's yeah. the only one that's free. Yeah. And so, yes, so he's, like, you're thinking, oh, my God, he's going to rape Francesca. No, he's beyond that. He's, like, you know, he's above that. That's what Alfredos of the world do. Right. He's, like, I'm going to do something. I'm going to fuck her mind. Yeah. So I have to bring her her one true love and her father along, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fuck with her with this. So that's the only reason why those two get to survive, even though Gino's mouthing off all the time. So we're arriving back at Prospero's castle, and he's putting out the notice to everybody, like all of his help and everything. Get all the cool people, you know, the upper echelons, yeah. you know, the protectors. The 1%, get them up here. Get the 1% over to my castle. We're having this fucking weekend-long rage or Katy Perry showing yeah. up. We're going to party. Yeah. While, we, while they just die of starvation or the Red Death, whichever gets them first. She's going to do that new single, Tiger. Eye of the Tiger. Eye of the Tiger. That's yes. the song. Yeah. yeah she's gonna, she's gonna drop her new single. I yeah. think uh this is back when Russell Brand was still married to her, so Russell's gonna show up. Oh god. He's he, he's, he's an Alfredo if there ever was an Alfredo. <laughs> Holy fuck is that man an Alfredo? He's slapping that sauce all over <laughs> everything. Usually underaged. So yes, he's like Allegedly. get the cool people here and let the rest die. So now we Fran she's a she's a uh Poor person. Yeah. So she's filthy. He's like, bathe her. She's used to washing herself, you know, in a in a barrel cut in half with cold water. Or maybe sometimes if she's lucky, it's been boiled and then poured over her. That's when she's lucky. Usually, it's just in, she just jumps in a stream. Oh, or a stream. Yeah. yeah. Instead, we're walking into. A lavish bathroom, just yes. fucking open. You got titty statues everywhere. You have five different Classy. maidens. Classy. Nude statues equals class. Exactly. When you have ruby nipples. Vibes would just look at it and go, oh, shake his head. Right. But Prospero, yeah. if he could if he was capable of getting an erection. He would be jerking off to that. You don't think he's capable of getting it up? I don't. He's beyond. He's like, he's like I'm beyond the carnal desires of man. Maybe. I've reached another plane of existence in his mind. He thinks that he might. I mean, that I mean might... obviously he does because he wouldn't have brought Francesca to begin with. Yeah, yeah. He's got a, he's got the hots for Francesco. Yeah. Well, he he wants to corrupt her innocence. He sees that she's actually a pure innocent. It's person. It's not even about her body. It's about her, her, her soul. It's about her soul and her conviction to uh, one Jesus Christ. Yes, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That's right, the man who brought us bread. And like, like I said, he's like Alfredo's. Just I just want to fuck her in the ass. Uh, Prospero's like, that's that's so low class. Like, yeah, I'm gonna fuck her in the mind. Right. So yeah, he. He, we see him come in with his lady friend, Juliana. And we're, so we're thinking, okay, this is why he's showing some interest, but he's still, he's got thinking, his. Thinking they can do a three-way. What's his plan? Exactly. It's like, man. You know Juliana's up for that shit. Oh, yeah. Juliana's definitely up for that shit. And it's like, okay, he's got this fucking, he's already got the round rib. Round rib. That is not <laughs> a food. Know, yeah. <laughs> He's already got the main prime rib, the tenderloin, the prime rib. The loin was tender. 
I was, yeah, I was all about Julia. Juliana would be the one I'd want to be with. I like bad girls, so I'd be Francesca. Man, boring. She had, she I definitely had that stern face that you, you, yeah. you would want in a woman, as yeah. opposed to Francesca, who's got the, you know, the oh, deer in the headlights. Deer in the headlights. Look, thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that, and especially the. The eventual ups, inverted cross tattoo on the tit. Yeah, I mean, that's class. Tattoo. It was a brand. She went. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. brand, yeah. So, yeah, he. <laughs> We're getting so we lost. Can, we can tell that uh, everybody in this castle lives at the whim of Prospero. That's right. And that's the way he likes it. So even Juliana, even though she's high up there, she has to do what he says. Right. And she understands that. She's been ordered after Francesca's been bathed and cleaned up and everything to give her some of. Uh, well, first he's like, she's got a giant-ass crucifix. Like, Remove that! It offends me. Yeah. And they take the cross off of Francesca. Right. So now we're like, because we don't know right now that he's a Satanist. So we're like, okay, what's like, what's up with that? I got to ask, though. Th- does he actually say it offends me, or does he just have her remove it? I think he does say it offends me. Okay. And uh, and then he's like tells Juliana take care of her. Yeah, give her clothes. This is your replacement. Make her, you know, give her the good quarters. You know, the one with the lake view and everything. Not the not the one where she can see her hovel burning down. Don't give her that room. He's that thoughtful enough to do that. He's trying. He's trying to get. I see. I thought he was getting this woman ready to forget her past life and fuck him. And he's like, and don't worry about your papa and Gino. They are taken to some nice quarters. Yeah, definitely nice. Juliana knows the deal. She's like, oh my, this is my replacement. He's right. gonna kick me the fucking curb. So she's a little icy to Francesca. Right. We're gonna get the traditional cat fight. And she's like, you know, if you, as soon as you're you're Gino and uh, you're dead or dead, you're next. You know, she's trying to scare. Her. Yeah. So Fran- Francesca's like. Agree, she'll play by the rules. She's like, I'm not going to give anybody any trouble. As long as they don't kill Gino and my dad, I'll make no trouble. Like, yeah. That's the way we like it. All right. And so now we're getting a little bit of that party kicking up. First scene we see that greasy Alfredo just tripping fucking sauce. Ugh. Picking at a woman's teeth with a dagger. This is a, what a sick fuck this guy. And she's loving it because she has to, because everyone lives at the whims of the person above them. Right. I mean, we've been talking about it in the Me Too era about, you know, what did we always, what did we say in the Me Too era? The, the, the fucking power you hold over people or whatever. I can't think of the word right now. There's one word that I'm thinking of and I can't think of it. And I've stalled long enough. Uh, but. He's just demonstrating all that power over her with that fucking dagger in her mouth. That's even that's a double power move. Right. He's like making her like give the dagger a blowjob, basically. Basically. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. And he's just a sick fuck. And he's reveling in his sick fuckitude until Prospero rolls in. And he's just like, God, you're so low rent. Like you don't even get it. Like you think what you're doing is so badass. Right. I'm at another level. Right. I'm four D chess in it. You're checkers, motherfucker. And so Alfredo tries to pump it up, and she's like, uh, we were just about to talk about Tara, and Prospero mocks him. So, Tara, you were about to talk about Tara? I wrote the book on Tara. Audience, gather around me. We'll talk about some topics now. And- Are you sure it's not terror, he said? Did he say terror? Yes, oh, I'm like, okay. who the fuck is Tara? Man. <laughs> I think it's terror. Yes, yeah, he said terror. I've done, I've done too many shows. Because I can't he's just like putting a knife to somebody. Big fucking deal. Any thug can do that. I'm a mind fucker. 
I'm call me Chris Angel because I'm mind fucking you. The original mind fuck. And he's like, and he's just going on about it, you know. And then he's like, look, 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 watch this. Hey, you, you fucking pig. Talks to one of his like toadies. You're such a fucking pig. Why don't you start acting like a pig? Get on the ground and fucking oink for me, bitch. Squeal like a pig, boy. And the guy just does it. You're you're getting a little ahead here because his first is he commands the audience, tells them about fear, and he's like, guys, oh, yeah. I'm not let's not dull this party. I know I'm fucking cool. I know you beg for every word out of my my mouth. But instead, we're gonna have a little fun. I got I got a great fucking show for us lined up tonight. And he goes into he does the grievance into the Golden Globus main feature. That's how we do it too. We grieve you, and then we give you the gift. We give you a trailer. He gave us he gave us a trailer, and then he introduces the main show, which is a little dance troupe, no pun intended, of Hop Toad the I'll call him a dwarf, and Esmeralda the dwarfette, and a dog. Dog didn't do anything. Dog didn't do anything. What, what, what kind of dog is that? It's the kind of dog. It looks like a Dalmatian, but has long hair. Yeah, I, I don't think, know what it's called. I think I just asked about that recently, and Kayla told me, and I forgot already. And these uh, Hopto just—he's like the hype man for Esmeralda. She's the dancer. Yeah. Uh, we we learn later. This is this isn't a, a little woman. I'll say that, Griff. Yes. <laughs> Thank it's, you. It's a, it's a little girl because there's, you can't find an attractive dwarf. So they had to have a little girl play oh, yeah. the role. Acting the role as a little girl. Yeah. So she's just doing a little ballet type dance. Alfredo biting into a turkey leg, drooling, slobbering. It, it is the wolf slobbering over girl in the cartoons. He's slamming a table. His fucking tongue's lolling out of his mouth. He's got the turkey leg. He's... Skewering in there, he's fucking chucking his daggers all over the room and just pure ecstasy. I would like to fuck that. He, he fucking whispers in Prospero's ear. Prospero's just like, oh my god, why do I let this guy in my house? Why? And he's just like, you just don't get it. You don't get it. You fucking, you sick fuck. Yeah, I, I the things you desire disgust me. And so Prospero is a little beaten down by that. He calms himself a little bit. He's still raging hard right now. Until this little Esmeralda ballerina gets too close and accidentally swipes, slaps the uh, his goblet of wine. Pro- not Prospero's. Uh, Alfredo's. All over Alfredo. And she stops. Oh, I'm so sorry. And then whap! Bitch slaps her, and I'm like, wait a minute. I thought I'm, not, I'm supposed to not like Alfredo because now I'm conflicted. Oh my god! I'm like, is he supposed to be a bad guy or, or an okay guy? I don't know. So that threw me off. Murray. But uh, Hop Toad runs to her because he loves. This is the love of his life, and it consoles her. And and, and the fucking Alfredo is like, I'm gonna kill this little dwarf. And Prospero's like, calm down, everybody. Yeah, he's got, of course, he's he's uh, hosting this party and everything. Right. We already saw him terrorize the audience, and then, like, he's all into the mood swings. Brings the party down with his talk of terror, not terror. Yes. I thought he was talking about Earth sciences or something, you know? Uh, 
Uh, so he's like, he loves that swing, that mood swing. He loves keeping people loves, on the edge at yeah, his parties. On their toes, yeah. He's edging everybody because he party. loathes all these people because they're loathsome. Yeah, because they're suck ups. Yeah, yeah. He's going full John Galt. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's an Anne Ryan <laughs> reference. All right. <laughs> Fuck on Ryan. All right. Um, and so. Yeah, he's, he gets the party back together. He's like, everybody, I got such great news. You're all going to go back to your quarters. We're going to be having an incredible fucking party. Masquerade party. Masquerade party. But do not wear red. Unlike this sick fucking, he takes Alfredo's jowls, and there's just juices <laughs> dripping down his head. Why wasn't Ginty in this role? This is a role he was born to play. This is a role for Ginty. This really is. Ginty okay. is an Alfredo. He is Alfredo. Ginty is Alfredo. Alfredo That's is Ginty. That's a new coin- term we coined. Repulsive man is an Alfredo. Yes. Uh, yeah. I will be spending the rest of this year's budget. Uh, of course, we're at the end of the year. Maybe next year's budget. I have not a- signed off on that budget yet, and I will not. Hold on. Listen. AI remodeling of this movie with Ginty in Alfredo's role. It makes sense to me. Makes sense to you. So he just, he's like, here's some more wine. Throw some more wine in Alfredo's face. Right. How dare you beat my midgets? <laughs> Alfredo's like, oh, how dare you, sir? The Red Death is back. Announces it for the whole party. That's what Prospero does. He's like, he's got he's to keep these people back in line because Alfredo was about to fight. Yeah. He didn't know his place. Right. And he's like, you should be kissing my fucking ass. In fact, you all should be kissing my ass. For giving you safety in the time of need. When the Red Death is decimating the lands out there. You're safe and sound right here. Are you sure it's the Red Death? Positive. Uh, I how saw are you it. positive? You saw it. <laughs> Thank you. I was just trying to get you there. <laughs> Fran walks in. She's all dolled up in her gown. Prospero wants to like show her his power. This is where he starts telling everybody, that guy, you pig, you look like a pig. Squeal like one, boy. That's right. Francesca dressed in all white and gold, coming down. Yep. And, and you, the... you little scummy little worm, act like one. And the guy just... Not even taking a second thought because he's such a fucking worm in real life. I worm acting off the charts. It was incredible. I was like, that man is a fucking worm. And then it's like, ah, Senora Escobar, a woman's like laughing. You laugh. It sounds like a jackass. Did she have a little mustache? I don't, I don't know, know if it was just a trick of the eye. I was I like, that woman didn't has see a little that. bit of a mustache. You pray like an ass. You are an ass. Get down on your knees and pray like the jackass that you are. And you, ride that jackass. It's getting really close. I think Pink Floyd was inspired by this in the one song where he starts throwing everybody up against the wall. Because it, it has those vibes to it. I don't know, but he is in, he's showing, wielding his power to Francesca, thinking it's going to impress her. She's disgusted by all of this because she's a good, pure Christian. Right. So this whole party, he's like, everybody... Use your imagination and just amuse yourselves. And he takes Francesca's hand and he says, I will take you off, my dear. 
and because he, he's, I think he also says this is a this is a furry masquerade. So use your imagination. What creature are you going to be? Of course, you got to be a creature. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna be yiffing later. Yes. I think that's what they call it. <laughs> Alfredo staring daggers. He's just a brute. He doesn't know how to wield power. He's got wine all over his face. Like he was getting all horny. Wine up. like wash the grease. He's pissed off about that because uh, he likes to have a greasy face. Yeah, he. T- <laughs> That's what wine does. It washes grease off. Yeah. That's, that's an old wives' tale. It doesn't actually work. You can't wash grease out of things with wine, everybody. Try it, people. If you get grease on your carpet, your white carpet, put some red wine on it. It'll cover it up. <laughs> people will be too busy looking at the red wine stain to worry anything about the grease. I can't wait for uh, one of those fucking magazines, Homekeeper Secrets or something, to contact us for all of our great secrets. So uh, Prospero takes Francesca to a side room he has all yellow. This is cool. Right. I really like these fucking sets. And he's just like, you know, and this is a show that like it's just it's handed down. Cruelty is handed down from generation to generation. He's like, my father once had a friend uh, locked up here for three years. Yeah, no big deal. When he was released, he couldn't even stand to look at the sun because it's a yellow room. And she's like, wow, that sounds really awful. I didn't put that together. It was because yeah. it's a yellow room. Yeah. And he and he's just like, he was, it was just a test. He wanted to see if he could control this man's mind, and he succeeded. This is the scariest thing. This is why I love a lot of, like, Philip K. Dick sci-fi and everything, because it's just mind fuckery. How could we ruin your life by not making you unattractive or anything like that, making you weak? No. Just by fucking with your mind slightly. And then he starts he starts telling Francesca his philosophy on life. He's like, your God, the loving God you believe in, he's, he no longer exists. He's dead. No, my God. he lo- It's all about brotherly love, and we do things for each other, and there's hope in this world. And then Prospero just rolls his eyes. Follow me. They go into the next room. It's a all-purple room. They just talk a little bit more. Then go another room. It's an all white room, but there's a black door there. Mm. And she's like, "Let me guess, that's the black room." You'll never know, because you are forbidden from going into this room. But you know what? I am going to allow you to visit your papa and your love, Gino. All right. Now we cut to the midget room. They're speaking majees with each other. Damn it! Esmeralda's crying because she just almost got killed by Alfredo. Yeah, that backhand was sloppy. You know. Yeah, and she's it, it's like double the strength because yeah. she's half the size. Yeah. And he's top-toed, is trying to comfort her. And this is where we put, we see this obviously was a child because they dub in a grown woman's voice, and yeah. it's very jarring. By the way, I want to point out one thing I did not like about this movie, this, the soundtrack. It was very marching band sounding to me. I'll agree very with you. Very overly dramatic. I'm sure knowing Corman, it was just like, public domain music that he just fucking used. Yeah. yeah I didn't like that. He went to a, a high school football game with a microphone in <laughs> yeah. the jacket. I wouldn't recorded. put it past yeah. him to do it. And Hopto's like, she's like, I can't stand it. These people are sick. And Hopto's like, look, I got a plan. I'm going to get us out of here. Don't worry about it. Next, we go down to Juliana, and she's finding prosperity. Well, like, she's just kind of lure- walking around in the estate. 
uh, I think I think this might have been Prospero's bedroom or something. The rooms are so like the bedrooms in contrast to like some of the other sets. I couldn't figure out sometimes. Well, because there's like three sets and they yeah. just dress it differently each time, right. so it's confusing. Yeah. So the bedroom. Only ones that stand out are the color room. Yes. So the bedroom's like as big as the main dance hall we were just in. That's my confusion. Is all I'm trying to explain here. Because it probably was. It probably was. Yeah. And so she's just. We also pointed out they had that cool clock where it was a battle axe with the pendulum. We did not, yeah, that, yeah. And they do all kinds of shots of it from the front, from behind it, and it's very cool. I yeah. like that a lot. Yeah. If I could have a grandfather clock and replace the fucking swinging. Pendulum and it also with puts that. you in mind of the other Poe uh, story, the Pit and the Pendulum. Yes, Pit and the Pendulum. Yeah. So, good work, Roger Corman. Good ghost it probably song. was used in the pendulum. I just don't remember. Isn't but. the ghost song the reverse, the pendulum and the pit? Yeah. Yeah. Like the... I like that song. So, yeah, she's because she can tell like she's like, this is my replacement. I got to work my magic. I got to work blow a little fog. I probably she doesn't realize Prospero's fog proof. Yeah. But she's like, I got to do what I got to do. You do have to do what you got to do. And when you got some because Juliana looks like, I mean, at this point, she's in her mid 20s and Francesca is 16. Yeah, and so, so she's over the hill, especially exactly. for that time. Like, what is it supposed to be, like 1500s or something? Exactly. You know? So it's like she might have she's eight a years. Senior citizen. She's getting her AARP. She's a senior citizen, yeah. yeah. So she's like, fuck, this Francesca bitch is moving in. Well, we also learned that she is a student under Prospero. Like, she's yeah. learning the ways of black magic. Right. And, and she's finally ready to take the plunge. Yeah, I'm ready for the invocation, which is the last... Uh, Last right ritual you do to give yourself totally to Satan. That's right. If you're going to marry Danzig, you have to go through this process. Right. You do. That's why he's not married. No one can, can handle it. That's right. I'd like to see you handle it, Abra. You think you're <laughs> woman enough for Danzig? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> so Prospero, whatever the puppet master, he's like, hmm, I want to toy with her a little. Maybe, maybe we'll do this invocation. I don't know if you're good. I wonder if Francesca would be suitable for that. You see how this is... Okay, if you're paying close attention to this movie, you will notice that Juliana's cut on her dress is constantly getting lower. Yeah. The power of the fog. She is trying her so best. hard. Because she could play... She could uh, bend fucking Fredo around her little finger. Like, yeah. she does have her own power. Oh, yeah. But Prospero's on another level. Yeah. Okay? He's fogproof. Right. She could just yell out through the castle, hey, Alfredo, you want to fuck? And he would be there like that. <laughs> right. See, I you see, I think she gets it wrong because she's only got, she's not thinking outside of the box. She should be bringing the dress up her higher. Box. Her box, yeah. Maybe, yeah, her box. She should bring in the dress up higher, cutting it so it's just that cut gets lower and lower and lower. Or higher and higher. Well, you got to remember, this is the 60s. Exactly. Titty decade. Exactly. So she's using her, her money makers. Right. You're right. Alfredo, you know, you're kind of right. Cause I get a total toe-sucking vibe off of Alfredo. He's a shrimper from way back. We're not trying to get shri- We're not trying to get Alfredo, though. We're trying to get Prospero. No, but I'm saying when you brought up Alfredo, I think all she would have to do is show a little feet. <laughs> and he's... he's he, didn't he want to? Wasn't he going to dress as a shrimp? That was the original plan for the masquerade. That went, when, yeah, we'll get to it eventually. But yeah, he yeah. was like, "Oh, I'm going down here as a shrimp," and then he started doing a shrimp move. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, so no, hundred percent. But we already know he's a cretin. He's a oh, bottom feeder. He's right. not literally. Yeah, 
He wants to lick the soles of her feet. <laughs> oh, God damn it. He wants her to walk around in that mud first. He want, and then and, he and, wants to lick yeah, her feet. Yeah, and like he wants to lie down, have her step on, walk over him like yeah. those weirdos. Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. Make sure to get break my nose while you're walking on me. <laughs> yeah. I, I I meant how she was gonna get Prospero, yeah. but we went back to the bottom feed of just making fun of Alfredo, which is fine. I, yeah. I'm okay with that. Okay. All right. So Franny is sleeping in her quarters, and as you you would expect, she's having nightmares because she's in this sick world now that she can't escape from. People don't realize this. They got a double dose of Francesca this week, didn't they? Did they? Yeah, I believe. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. 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 That already came out, Murray. Yeah, well, yeah, I know. I remember <laughs> I was there. I know. <laughs> yes. It's apparently a sexy name. The way, like, I promise none of this is planned. This is the not brilliance. Planned. That was the my, my conscious mind, stupid as all hell. My subconscious, brilliant. I'm, That's right. I'm Alfredo in my everyday life. I'm Prospero <laughs> in my subconscious. Your everyday life, you're looking at heels? You're looking at feet? <laughs> no, nah, I'm not a foot guy. Yeah? No. Okay. My thigh guy is what I Thigh mean. guy. So, uh, yeah, she wakes up and then she hears Franny. Belial, Behemoth, Beelzebub, Esmodius, Satanus, Lucifer. Lucifer. And she's like, oh my God, those are the names for the devil. She's getting scared, but she's got to investigate. This is a cool scene because we see her kind of like going through the castle and everything. We see her go through the all three sets. The color rooms. Right. And then we see her get into the color rooms and she's walking through them one at a time. And I just loved how that looked, how it looked from room to room to room. Yeah. It was cool. I, it like w- I, I would have done it differently, though. I would have the colors get darker as you go in. That would have made more sense, I yeah. think. Yeah. But but maybe it was the white room was the last room because that's... You, when you lose the your battle. innocence, you lose your yeah. You yeah. lose your innocence. Yeah. When you go into the black room, that's kind of also why I was asking you earlier if you read much of Poe and like maybe you read this because maybe it gets no. into a little bit more of like the rooms. I don't know. I don't even know if the rooms are even in the Poe. Yeah, could have been. A, I'm really curious to know about this now. I'm so gonna... she opens the black door. See, here's the chanting. They walk in. Juliana and Prospero are in. They're, they're both like in a trance. Yes. It looked like Prospero was in a coffin. Yeah, he was like laying down. Yeah. Juliana was sitting on a chair, like a throne. With there was like dragon statues, which would represent like Satan and yeah. shit. And there's, I, I swear, there's fog billowing into this room because at this, I mean, she's trying. It's like when you put uh, this the record on at night to learn a foreign language or something. She's putting her fog on at night while Prospero is trying to sleep because she's just like, come on, come on. I gotta get. I gotta. Really? I thought they were just both deep in this satanic ritual. I, I maybe they were communing with Satan. I don't know. I thought he was sleeping and Juliana. No, I no no. They were doing a ritual. Oh, I don't okay. think he was sleeping. I think he was in a trance. Because I thought like the big scare we're about to get to is him opening his eyes, thriller well, style. Well, that yeah, that was. There was a thriller character in Friday the Thirteenth Five. Well, yeah, it was like eighty five when it came. Yeah, out. yeah. But uh, no, they're like I think what they're doing, or at least trying to do, commune with Satan. Okay. Because this was the this is the ultimate the last invocation for Juliana is to basically marry, much like they have the ritual nuns. I mean, oh, I think we explained that where nuns are the the wives of Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. She wants to be the wife of Satan to reach that next level. Even like she, in 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 like the real world, she wants to marry Prospero because he's rich. Right. But she also, in the the occult world, wants to become a bride of Satan. Right. She believes she that's his way, and she thinks it's only symbolic. Yeah. So she's like, I'm going to go through that. And you know what? Unlike Scientology, this shit's free. 
Exactly. You don't have to pay any free. Prospero doesn't say, give me 5,000 shellings or just shillings or something. Just, the, just the soul. So, yeah, she goes up to, uh, like, because he's Prospero, like, to wake him. And his eyes shoot up. That's the jump scare that Griff was alluding to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you're right. They were both kind of deep in trance because she yeah. just walks up. Yeah. Yeah. And then she runs off and then, to make matters worse, runs into Alfredo. And she. Oh, well, he's eating through an apple sized meatball. Yeah. Because, of course, that is his nature. And just letting it run down his jowls. Yeah. He has an napkin in his hand. He refuses to use it. He he refused. I, uh, it's probably because he's jerking off. So I think that, that terrified her more than fucking Prospero. So she, next morning, Francesca and Prospero are out, uh, uh, out walking in the courtyard, and she mentions what happened last night. She's like, I was I was in the black room. Yeah, it was the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. Oh my dear, you just don't understand. It was yeah. perfectly normal. Yeah, fear. It's just a lack of understanding. Right. What you fear. Supernatural is, is just what we don't yet know. Yeah. And he's, as he's saying that, he's a falcon on his hands. Like, let, let me give you a little metaphor. Griff, you love the metaphors. I am big on metaphors he's now. He's like, to train a falcon, we must first sew their eyes shut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, are, they don't know nothing. All they know of the world is the, the, the hand that wields this falcon. The voice and hand that wields. And then he lets the falcon go. And it grabs a dove, very symbolic. The very symbolic, black and white. Right, and well, and the, the the bird of peace, you know, and then a raptor, which is violence, mm-hmm. kills the dove, freaks Francesca out, and he's just like, "This is the way it goes." Fucking, he's like, he's like, this bird depends on me. I break, I broken this bird's will. This right. powerful creature, much like your god does with his crosses. That's right. And she, of course, she clutches her pearls. But your god is offended by me wearing my cross. And then he's like, God, I don't worship God. Yeah. He's like, No, 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 no. You, un- you misunderstand. We're not offended by it. It's just you're in my god's house now. And he just, it's tacky in our house. And she's like, what God? Satan, of course, the Lord of the Flies. And then they get to call, the guards go, hey, your buddy Scarlatti's out there. They go My to the, friend. He's like, another one of these suck-ups. What animal am I going to make him be? <laughs> and then he goes to the, the parapets, I think is what they're called. It's a big old balcony above like the it's, gate to get in. It's the... Uh, I'm drawing a blank. What do they call the the, the wall that goes around surrounds a castle? Oh Jesus, I don't know. Fortification. It's a, it's a very simple word. We're just brain yeah. farting now. We're, we're not in our Renaissance brain. We're in our Vince Price he's a, brain. He's at the top of the wall, and Scarlatti just got through that fucking burn village. He's like, My lord, let me in the Red Death. No, he's playing. He's pulling his fucking prestige. He's going. Yes, yes, I've been summoned here by Prospero himself. Let me in. The one you speak to is Prospero. And then you see his fat, jowly face dart out. And he's like, oh, my lord, Prospero, please let me in. And he's like, once again, wielding his power in front of Francesca. Look what I can get this guy to do. He's like, look at this fucking fat son of a And he's immediately like, you can fuck my wife any hole you want. Right, because he immediately tells him, no, you did not follow my rules, so uh, you can just go back out to the village. You can feast all over the Red Death. And then he offers up his wife's all three holes. And he's like, I've already been there and done that, my boy. Sir, 
I don't. And great job. Corman directed this himself, right? Yeah. Great job by Corman because you get the wife's reaction to Prospero telling him, I fucked your wife. <laughs> and it was fine. It was good. It was she gave it a valiant effort. Adequate. It was adequate. Like, we both had a good... She had a better time, but I had a good time. And you get the wife's face, and she is just... Because she thought she did good. She thought she rocked Prospero's world. Because yeah. she thinks she's her fog's good. And right. she doesn't know that he's fogproof. Yeah. And he's like... And then he's just, Prospero's like, you know what? I will spare you. And he's like, guard, hand me this. Guy hands him a crossbow. Boom! Shoots fucking Scarlatti right in the throat. Hey, at least you didn't die of the Red Death. And you yeah. know what? I'm going to spare you, too. He throws a knife down. Take care of yourself. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if she tried to pull a power fog move on him like she finished. And then she's like, I'm done. I'm going to bed. You finish yourself. Like, what if there was something going on like that? That would be the biggest mistake you could do with Prospero. That's right. So what have Gino and Papa been up to? Well, they're down in the dungeon. Right. And he's, uh, Prospero's got another game plan for these two. They're going to make him fight. You know, two men enter, one man leave type Once shit. again, I'm conflicted because this is my, my dream life to make men fight for fight. my joy. Amusement, yeah. This is the original fight club. Yeah, we didn't get to see like the actual fight pit or anything like that. It was a work no. in progress. Yeah, this is the medieval times. Yeah, he's seeing, he's seeing if this could work. And Gino gets it. He's just like, fuck you. I'm not fighting for your fucking amusement. That's my girlfriend's dad right there. He's like, I, we're going to die anyway. Just kill me. And the guy's like, I'm not. The guy's worried about his job. The guard. He's like, I, I won't kill you, but I'll make you fucking wish you were dead. I'll just cut you up. And he starts slicing at fucking Gino. Gino's like, all right, I'll fucking fight. I'll fight you. Because he starts fighting with the guard and everything. And Gino's never been trade trained in the blade whereas the guard clearly has been trained in the blade right and so it gets to a heated moment where the guard actually has to go out and get a shield and then gino gets a shield and they're doing the kid thing where they're just slashing at each other's swords right. and, you know it's star trek stage fighting it's right. not great prospero francesco walk in stop the fighting as they're walking in uh what's his name gino is actually winning this fight has the guy pinned down and could kill him and Prospero stops the fight because he's got a whole fucking uh, metaphor about, you know, the best sword fighter in France. Well, yeah, he says, actually, the most dangerous person is a guy who cannot fight because he's unpredictable. Exactly. You know what he's going to do. The top sword fighter would not fear the number two fighter in the world, but he would fear the man who's never fought a day in his life because he's unpredictable. And he's like, Gino, you and Papa, you're going to fight. Fran is like, they, they, and he just walks off. They leave them there. Francesca and Prospero are still walking through the dungeons. He's showing all these people being tortured on the rack and shit. And he's just like, let me tell you a little story about your God. Yeah. One of my ancestors was a monk. And back Christian in, monk. Well, yes. Yeah. Back in that, he, yeah, he was a Buddhist monk. Yeah. And he's like, back in the Inquisition days, he tortured 600 men, women, and children to death. He got a medal for it. Yeah, is that is that how great your God is? This God of love that you tell me about all the time, right? And she's like, "Yeah, but Satan, he's the God of hate." No, 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 my dear, he's the God of reality. He accepts the world for what it is. And I'm like, he's gonna tell him the truth. I don't know what I'm, I'm, I'm just, I thought I was supposed to be the villain here, right? 
And he's laying Fra- it out. He's just being real. Francesca doesn't know what to do with this information either because she's like, this man is speaking a lot of truths right now. My dear, what I want to show you is the way to Satan himself. Just take my hand. I'll guide you there. And, of course, there's a little bit of confusion. Well, I no, her, I don't think she ever wavers. I think she's always on the side of Jesus. But she's worried about her dad and Gino. Her, she's she doesn't she doesn't know the way of the fog at all. It's like her own rudimentary fog. Like she's never had to use it because she's not a manipulator. Right, right. She's never had to manipulate. She's right. all into and this. Is the, this is this yeah. is we talked about. There's two fogs. There's the Uther fog and then there's the Jeff fog. Please, Marie, it's been too long. So let's go. <laughs> Uther ahead. fog is is where a woman has fog, but she doesn't realize the power of her fog. In that sense. It's the man's fault. The man is being the manipulator, not right. the woman, because the man is lust. It's a lust-based fog, right? Much like Uther in Excalibur, Egrain, the character that he lusts after, she's just being herself. She's not manipulative. She right. loves her husband. It's not her. She's not. She's not letting him, leading him on at all. No. It's all in Uth. It's all Uther's issue. And Uther has to disguise himself as her husband in order to fuck her. And using. Fog of his own to get to there. Exactly. Dragon's breath, if you will. Yes. So, yes. So, she is using fog, but not. Like, it's not her fault. Like, she's not manipulative with her fog. She, it's just her natural feminine wiles. It's one of my favorite masterpiece songs. Oh, it ain't my fog. Did I do that? Okay, I don't know any masterpiece songs. Yeah. That could be real. Like, you'd be making it up. I I'm don't not. Know. So, <laughs> Mr. P gets That's why he's the master. Yeah. And so, yeah, she's just, like, going along with it because she's just worried about her father. So, all right, now somebody who's a true fog master, Juliana. She is ready. She is doing her ritual. To she's the, on her knees. Praying to the Lord, Satan himself. To show her, her uh, dedication to it, she gets a branding iron of a crucifix. Like you said, she's wearing a very low-cut uh, gown. Just gets lower and lower. Her nipples are almost hanging out at this point. And she just brands herself with the... I wonder if uh, Glenn Benton from Deicide got this idea. You know <laughs> about this? No, no. The lead singer of Deicide. Of course, we all know Deicide means to kill God. That's what that word oh, means. Oh, okay. Death metal band, 90s death metal band. The lead singer, Glenn Benton. And I'm not making this up. He he had took like a brand, much the same size as that one she had, and branded his forehead. No shit. An inverted crucifix. And he did it repeatedly to the point where, to this day, because he's like in his 50s now, he it's not a burn. It's like he literally has an inverted cross indentation in his forehead. I got to look that up. We you, all got to look that up. You do got to look that up. Uh, could you help us? What is it again? Glenn Benton from Deicide. Glenn Benton. Yes. B-E-N-T-O-N. Yes. There we go, everybody. Who uh, who would talk for years about how he was going to kill himself at 33, the same age Jesus died. Of course, he didn't follow through with that. What a pussy. Always there. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, I, she's doing her own deicide move. Burns her titty. That's how dedicated. She's got great tits. And she's right. going to ruin them with an inverted cross. Right. And she, she just says, I'm ready. I'm ready to be your wife. His wife. Because, of course, she's not. She thinks she's symbolically wedding himself. She thinks she's got a lockdown now well, on Prospero. Yeah. Well, yeah. She's I, I, mean, to lock that, that. I mean, I believe she believes that Satan exists and is a real thing. I don't think it's totally symbolic. I mean, I know I see where you're going with. Well, her whole idea is 
I need to take it a step further with because I've been teasing Prospero this whole time because I think my ass is so hot. I'm a master of the fog. I'm going to get this man in bed. I'm going to fuck him right before he dies. I'm going to get his whole estate. She's doing that whole thing. Manifest destiny. Manifest dickstiny. And it's not going to work out because this Satan's in her way. So, of course, she goes step further because Francesca could step it's in like and steal that. It's like when a woman pretends to be into the same shit a guy's into to get him. Yeah. This is what she's doing. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm into Satanism. Yeah. Yeah. Suddenly, Francesca comes around and she wants to do the incantation. Yeah. Hello. Bueller? What Francesca? Yeah, Francesca comes along and suddenly Juliana's willing to do the incantation. No, I think she's always been into it, but I thought she had him locked. She believes she had him locked down. Now she sees competition. Yes, that's yeah. what I just said. <sighs> Well, no, I think you. I thought you were alluding to it. She didn't believe in any of this shit. I believe she's full on into it. Oh right? no, no, I, uh, I don't know how into it she was, but she's definitely like, I gotta lock this down now. Yeah, yeah, because of Francesca. Yeah, well, she's senior citizen. She's gonna be dead in five years. Like we said, she's twenty five. She's a senior citizen. Yeah. All right. Speaking of creeps, Alfredo and Hop Toad are chilling, hanging out, talking about pussy. And he's like, you probably only fuck little people. It's like, no, 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 no. Well, you know how Alfredo's saying that, though. You probably fuck little people. Because he was way into Esmeralda. He wanted those little toes. He, he saw was, those little frimpers. Those little beans. Those little, uh, what do they call them? Uh, sea monkeys. Sea monkeys? Yeah. Because yeah. sea monkeys, if people don't know, are brine shrimp. Yeah. They're not little creatures. Like oh, the that's you're good. They're the brine shrimp. Because yeah. shrimpers. Yeah. Yeah. That's good, Murray. Lo- Alfredo loves the feet. That's good. Well, what I've understood. And fucking Hopto is like, well, I like the big old asses. And little women don't have ass on them. Ha! <laughs> A little man like you likes big asses. You cannot get big asses. He's like, uh, yeah, I can. Well, Prospero, he's prosperous with them. He lets me have them all the time. What? Your master gives you such things? Yeah, but enough about that. Enough about pussy. What are you going to be for this big masquerade they're having? I was thinking a demon. No, remember he said, I'm going to be a chicken. Oh, he said a chicken? I remember. I thought he said demon. Chicken Alfredo. (laughs) God damn it. Murray set himself up for his own joke. (laughs) And it nailed. Oh, God damn it. And he's like, no, no, no. He's like, here's the thing. Every... Who, you always say, who? what are the things furries are, foxes and what? Oh, shit. Oh, no. It's like foxes, cats. cats yeah, he's like, he's like everybody's going to want to be the sexy animals at this furry masquerade. It's going to be tons of foxes. I don't know how they're going to do it. That's why uh, Prospero said no red, because he knows everyone wants to dress up like a fox. Fox, yes. Good so it's like everyone's going to be foxes and cats. You want to be something ugly. You'll stand out like right. a gorilla. Oh, and shit. It's like, well, where would I get a gorilla costume? I know, I got, I got, I got, I got, I got a guy. Mm-hmm. I can get you a gorilla costume. It just so happens that Prospero has all kinds of fun shit hiding away that no one gives a fuck about anymore, and he's got a pretty sweet gorilla costume that I can hook you up with. And this just shows how just like Prospero's right about Fredo. A midget's like playing with his mind. He's just like, he's like, really, really? Can you get it for me? Yes, I can, of course, my lord. Can I get you a meatball from my very own pocket? A sleight of hand just pulls it out of Alfredo's pocket and hands it to him. But Alfredo, 
everything Prospero has told us about Alfredo is very true. Right. All right. Now, Juliana showing off proudly that inverted cross brand on her tit. She's like, check this out, Francesca. The veil of ignorance has been lifted from me. I Now I know all the mysteries of the universe because I am in league with Satan. Of course, Francesca's like, why would you? Who did this to you? Why would you do? I did it. I'm going to win. He's my man. It's about to turn into a Jerry Springer I'm episode. ride or die, bitch. And Francesca's like, oh, my God. She's like, you know what? I can see you're not into Prospero. Yeah. How about I help you out? I got you. I got a key right here to the dungeons. Right. Get your fucking dad and your boyfriend and get the fuck out. Besides, Prospero, look at your, look at your tits. You've got none. You're but a child. He needs a woman, a full-figured woman. Look at these tits. And she and Francesca's like, fuck yeah. She's like, I'm not. Yes, you're right. I have no tits. Right. Give me the key. Give me that key. All right, so now she gets the key from uh, Juliana. Sneaks yep. down. The, the guards are playing fucking Texas Hold'em. That's right. They're deep in their game. She goes right past them. Um, I, I don't understand how it got the name Texas, but that's what they called it. Texas, Italy. Texas, you know, Italy. City in, in, uh, oh, just like Paris, Texas, there's Texas, Italy. Yeah. Of course. Everybody knows that. <laughs> so she sneaks in. Unlocks the door, lets Gino and Papa out. Their plan is, all right, we're just going to walk past these guards again. Walk. They took advice from John DeHart. Walk. And they're walking through when finally get to, like, the main guard quarters. And they're like, hey, you guys can't go any further. We're going to have to get up now from our game of Texas Italy poker. Right. Texas Italy hold them. Oh, yes. Excuse me. And... Guy, he sees out of the corner of his eye, he sees them, because their plan was we're just going to walk by them. Yeah. And so they go out, they attack him. Gino's holding he kills a couple people. Stabs him. But he has every right to be. Like, they're going to kill him. He needs to fucking escape. Yeah. I could see this. I could see this from his angle. Oh, but how about from Prospero's angle? Because mm-hmm. as they're about to escape, they see another guard with his back turned to them. He turns around, it's Prospero. Dun, dun, dun. This was another mind fuck that Juliana was in on. They're just playing with these guys. And he's like, wow. I wonder how your God's going to feel about those, those two guards that Gino killed. Three guards. You've killed three men, my dear. How would your God feel That's about that? That's a sin. I guess you're going to need to be punished. Back to the dungeons with them. All right. Well. The f- it's a sin, and your one of your crew has to pay for it. That's that's the way God says it. That's right. Eye for an eye. God is a big old eye for an eye. Satan, on the other hand, is just like, well, fuck. Shit happens. Shit happens. But God is like, fuck that. You've got to murder them better than they murdered you. All right. Before the big masquerade, you got to feast. You got to eat first. Wait 30 minutes so you don't get cramps. Thank you, Murray. That's the most important part. And then you masquerade like a motherfucker. Oh, my God. And so they're having a nice meal. Alfredo's rubbing grease, mashed potatoes, and gravy on his face. I've watched, you know, obviously. What was up when he had that He had that big uh, gravy bowl? He put his face in it. Dude. Bubbles were like. What? It's every grotesque character from every movie you've ever done. Like, I think a lot about, like, when I was watching this and seeing Alfredo, you were thinking Ginty at times. I kept thinking about. 
uh, well, Joey from Friday the 13th, five. But I was also thinking about No Retreat, No Surrender, fat kid who's eating a cake outside of a restaurant he just got a cheeseburger at. He had his own cake that he was just eating. Gluttony. Gluttony. But it was just uh, a sin, by the way. I was watching, of course, Mattingly lives underneath my floorboards. Yes. <laughs> very comfortably. Yeah, very comfortably, yes. But he I enjoys it. I invited him up because I was very curious. I was like, Madeline, how hard would it be, cl- to be to clean this type of party, especially this motherfucker with the gravy boat? He's like, sir, I can't even tell you how long it would take to clean that. Like, I would just shoot that man now. And I said, Madeline, is that really what you... Yes, because that takes 45 hours of my cleaning procedures. And I said, that is fascinating. So a little tip from behind the scenes of a, you know, like a do-it-all guy. All right. Prospero brings in a Gino and Papa, gives his speech, lording it over. He's just he's like, all right, according to your God, when you sin, you must pay the piper. And as he's saying that, he's just hurling daggers into the the uh, table. Yeah. And he's, that's to punctuate every point. It's really, it's really fucking good. And the camera's right, like right, uh, looking up at him. So he's like throwing the daggers, seemingly into the. Cam- it's very cool. Show. So if five daggers are in the table, and he's like, "I have a little game for us. There are five daggers here, but only one is poisoned—a deadly poison that would kill you within five seconds upon coming in contact with it." So now we're playing a little game of. Russia, Italy, roulette. Right. Yes. And so he's like, begin, you know. Like, so you, the idea is they have to cut themselves with these daggers, and whoever gets the fucking poison one dies. Right. You've got... It's very democratic. Very democratic and cool. Yeah. And so everybody at the party, all the lords and everything, are sitting around laughing, eating grapes, slopping all over themselves as they slash their arms with these daggers. Waiting five seconds. Waiting five seconds. That was Alfredo's job. Five seconds, my lord. Yeah. And in fact, some of the time, like the crowd would get, to get, to it, get into it. Five, four, three, two, one. So, so both have been cut twice. This is, of course, we got to go to the final dagger every of course, time. Yeah, yep. do that. And the final dagger is for Papa. And he realizes he's 32. He's at the end of his life. 32. So he's just like, I'm going to take one for the team. And then Gino's like, No, allow me. I cannot let the love of my life's father die in front of her. Yeah. And he goes, or no, doesn't, doesn't Papa do it? Papa goes, Five seconds, and then just lunges forward, grabs at the dagger, and as he's looking up from pulling out the dagger, there's fucking uh, Prospero pulls out a sword and just stabs Well, no, him. he goes for Prospero. Oh, he does go for Yeah, because he figures, why not? Like, okay, yeah. I saw that wrong. Yeah. yeah, no, he goes, and Prospero, obviously, being as evil as he is, knows he's going to do that. So he's always one step ahead of everybody. Yeah. So as he goes to lunges at Prospero, he just falls on Prospero's oh, sword. That makes sense, yeah. Because he's just like, I knew you were going to do that. Of course you were. And Gino's like, you motherfucker! I'm going to kill all of you, and I will get to Francesca. I will rescue you. And, of course, Prospero, your father cheated my game. And he must pay the price. Everyone, to your rooms to dress up for the masquerade. Remember, no foxes. 
No coming out before midnight either. Two rolls. That's it. No red. No foxes. No coming out before midnight. Very reasonable. If there's anybody that comes out as Knuckles from the Sonic the Hedgehog series, I'm going to fucking kill you No, uh, what's the female uh, Bowser? What, what was that thing we were talking about? Bowsette? No Bowsettes. <laughs> That's an abomination. <sighs> All right, Cornette. So Fran goes to Prospero. She's like, look, I will suck Satan's dick if you will not kill Gino. Please, please. Juliana overhearing eavesdropping on this conversation. Of course. And, and she's she, like, I got to make my move. Yeah, she's thinking. like, I have to suck Satan's dick. Can I take Satan's dick? Can I take all 12 inches? At this point in her life, Juliana might have only taken one dick because, like, she's been saving it. She's been fogging people for so long. Dicks are icky. I'm not going to well, do no, that. Well, no, because, I mean, no, I think she's... You think she got around? Well, she, yeah, she's a master of the sexual arts. She needs, you need to practice. Right, so you... Oh, and you okay. also have to learn it. You're not born with the mastery of the fog, Griff. You have to learn it. Sure. So you know? through sucking dick, you can learn how to master the fog. Yes. Okay. Because how well you do it. When she sees how much control she has over a guy by sucking his dick, she's like, the fog, it's working, it's working. Okay, okay. And then she, every, and every dick after that, a little less, a little less. The fog works less? She has to do a little less. Oh, okay, okay. Her fog gets stronger. By the end, guys are sucking her toes. That's all they're begging for. Right, and she never has to suck another dick in her life. Right. Ah, (laughs) God damn it. There is... I'm going to have to, like, pair this up somehow with Excalibur to help people understand and the fog. And Violent City, which I really break down the fog That's scenarios right, of Violent City. Go. Okay, there is a- All available on YouTube. We might not be after this episode, but all available on YouTube. You need to do some promotion for the Fog Trilogy. <laughs> yes. All you need to know. Maybe I should do a TED Talk on the fog. <laughs> yeah, I'll talk to the people. I'll see if I can get them. So, hey, Gino, the show, he's a nice guy. He sets Gino free into the Red Death. He's just like, fend for yourself, Gino. And as Gino is walking through the woods, he happens upon that red-masked man sitting at his his tree. And Gino is just like, I I can't believe I'm going to admit this, but I'm scared. I don't know what to do. Are you scared for yourself? No, I don't even care about my life. It's about Francesca, my love. Maybe you care a little bit about your own life? Well, yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Well, but yeah. I, I'm really terrified for uh, Franny and her dad. Who do you serve? By the Lord Jesus Christ, my God. Mm, interesting. I, as much as I'm scared, I still want to fight Prospero because I'm a love of my life. Here, take this card. He pulls out one of his tarot cards. We don't get to see like we're, that, the whole tarot angle's lost on us because we don't get to see what the cards are in this movie. Isn't uh, yeah, yeah? But I give you a sign, the sign of mankind. Okay, Hop Toad is helping Alfredo into that gorilla suit. We've Looking been waiting awesome. for it. Awesome. We oh, it's a great suit. And Alf- and Hop Toad's like, look, I'll make it even better. I'm gonna be like the guy. Who like like the zookeeper? I'm gonna yeah, whip the, the, you. He's a gorilla tamer. Yes, I'm and, a gorilla whisperer. Yeah, and it's sad because we've been talking about Alfredo and his fucking sweats and everything, and he's putting on this fucking burly ass. It's made of a real ape, 
Mr. Burns, eat your heart out. It is a true ape chest body and everything. They just took all the insides out. It's the full skin. It's hot as shit. And Alfredo, there is just souping marinara sauce at his feet. It's disgusting. He's marinating. He is marinating. Yes, good call. And it's not smelling too good. And he's getting into it, and Hop Toad's showing him, haunch over and wave your arms. Like, get real freaky with it. (laughs) Put one to the right, one to the left. Now slide. Now clap your hands and cha-cha. He invented that. Yeah, and then he does the Macarena on top of it. I mean, he's... Alfredo's going to fucking steal the fucking masquerade. He's going to steal the masquerade. All right. Cut to Gino. He makes it back to the village. There's like six people left in this fucking village. Right. And they're wheeling dead people here. Right. They're going to they're going <laughs> to plead their case. Plead their case to uh Prospero. Like cuz he's like we don't have fucking shit, Gino. We have no homes. Winter is around the corner. No food. Right. They took all the food. Red death Everywhere. We're going to beg for mercy. That seems like the only practical thing to do at this point. Right. And Gino's like, no, don't. And they're like, fuck that. We're gonna... He's like, this guy's like, I have a child here. I love this. I'm glad you remembered to point that yeah, out because yeah. Gino is just like, <laughs> you're all fucked. Grabs a child and just starts walking <laughs> off. And the, the child's dad just comes over and goes, this is my child. And I'm trying to give her best chance to live. Fuck you. All right. Juliana, she's finally going to do the final invocation. This was a very interesting scene. It was. She's obviously tripping on acid. Yes. She puts some acid in a goblet of wine. Yes. This is definitely how you want to do it. And then she's laying out on like a bed. And then she's having hallucinations of first we get an Aztec warrior. And then we get this. We get the like dreamy vision where like the yeah the, it's the, green and, it's waving this yeah. is the terrible fog yeah and so we can Aztec warrior who's like got a, a knife and he's anything my interpretation i could be wrong about this because we first we get an Aztec warrior yeah. then to me i read it as evil rabbi yes evil rabbi is what it's, it was like a shepherd <laughs> white beard yeah. but yeah and then we get uh a pharaoh, Egyptian yes. pharaoh, and then we get a Zulu warrior. Yes. They're all doing the same thing. They're dancing with a knife, and they're stabbing at right. Juliana. My interpretation is, obviously, the lesson we learn from this movie is Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. These are all godless people. Right. They're heathens. Right. Because they don't, they have never accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. So that is like, he that in, in, in a Christian's mind, they're practically Satanists themselves. So, because they don't know the love of Jesus Christ. Correct. So that's my interpretation, because they're trying to show... Rep- I, I didn't give uh, Corman credit for doing something original, because the I, I think the hack way would be have a guy looking like Satan. Yes. So kudos to uh, yeah. Corman for doing something original. Yeah. But basically, what she's finally given herself over to Satan, and she's freaking out. She's tripping balls. Yeah, this is a big ordeal, and... You know, when she, she comes, took the brown acid, guys. She took the brown acid. Yeah. And when she comes out of it, she's fucking elated with herself. I fucking did it. I went in there. I went 10 rounds with all the all the gods. I, I don't even know what gods. Satan I went. T- took the wheel. Yeah, Satan took the wheel. I raised my hands and he buried his blade deep within. And she's like, my master Satan. I cannot wait to tell Prospero about this. Of course, that's what. And of course, she clutches her tits. While and she then says she spits a little fog out. She's like, Perhaps I'm even stronger than Prospero. Now. I love that. Because we know Satan loves pussy. Yeah. She 
pu- pushes a little bit of that fog out, sniffs hard on it. Oh, my God, it's stronger than ever. And then she just runs to the main hall. Prospero, Prospero, I did it! And then a, this falcon just attacks her. Well, no, she hears his voice, and then we see the shot from, like, behind that swinging axe pendulum. Yeah. Or clock, yeah. yeah. And she she's calling out, but we get, like, that that voiceover that we heard from Francesca's point of view when they were, like, praying in the altar. Yeah. Thank you. And so she's talking to the house, and there's nobody around her. We're just hearing the ticking of the clock. And well, because it's not midnight yet, so they're they're getting dressed. Yeah. And so we're hearing the ticking of the clock and her trying to talk to Prospero, who's talking to her from the house, apparently, and telling her, that's not that impressive. And she's like, you're just not impressed because I'm closer to Satan than you. I've got the goods. He doesn't want your toast. He wants all my tits. 12 inches. Holy and even shit. Prospero couldn't do that. Is that soft? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, whoever is there anybody out there who sucks Satan's dick? Can you tell <laughs> us? Is it twelve inches soft or hard? Either, Either way, way, it's impressive. Either way, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot of dick. And then the Falcon attacks her and shreds her up and kills her because how dare in Prospero's own house she say such things? Right. And then suddenly the party is upon her. They're screaming. They're freaking the fuck out. And Prospero just comes down. Oh, no, no, no. Don't scream. Don't scream. She got exactly what she wanted. Celebrate. She's married to one of my best friends. Satan. Vincent Price is so good at this He's movie. so fucking good. Seriously. And then they're, they just get like a... Like a Fucking uh, snow shovel and just pick her up. And Dude, they just took out her. a rug and put it over her. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's too much work. Throw out her body. No, fucking put the rug on. Outside the villagers, sir, please save us. Prospero comes out to hear their pleas. Yeah, Prospero is just in a murderous mood right now. He just sat, sick, suck, sicked, hit, sicked his falcon on somebody. Right. Now he's outside. He's got all these peons crying for his safety. Ruining his party, the mood, the vibe. Yeah, because fucking Prosper is all about the vibe. Uh, all the, yeah, all the younger generations that, of course, were the voice of the younger generations. The millennials yeah. looked forward to us vibes. It's he right had here. Paris Hilton's gonna be DJing this party. <laughs> okay. I love that. I said we're the voice of the younger generations. You go to Paris Hilton. I, all I know is isn't she like a DJ now? I mean, isn't everybody who has no talent a DJ now? Uh, yeah. Not to say yeah. there isn't talented DJs, but no, yes. There's, no, there's not. You're playing other people's music. You suck. Okay. Learn an instrument. He is like, goes to his guards, kill these motherfuckers, except the little girl. He's showing some mercy because he's probably like, that's my next grooming thing. Uh, that could be. Right. Well, I'm done with, uh, I'm bored with Francesca. There you go. Sir, if you kill the child, she's just going to die out here on her own. I don't give a shit. Just kill, kill everybody else. I'm doing good work. I'm. I provided these guys jobs, and how do they repay me? They want to fucking take my shit that I earned. I earned. I did. How so dare much you? Work. I haven't been to the office in five months. But you want a home? Matter. Earn it. Earn it. So he's like, he walks back into the party, and then he like, he's just so disgusted by all these. these it, these people, these Cretans. He's heard so many people plead for him. Oh, please give me more. So what is he going to do? He's going to give the rich people something. He's just, well, he's because he wants to see them grovel like like someone would, 
like a poor person would be like breadcrumbs. He's like right. throwing jewels at them. He's like, and Francesca's next to him. He's like, look at these scumbags. Look at these. They did the Monty Burns thing where there there was the episode of The Simpsons where a cool rich guy that Elon Musk wishes he was was just going over a blimps, throwing out $100 bills to people. He's like, I want to be both. I want to be the bad millionaire and the good millionaire. Right. And he's just he tells Francesco, oh, yeah, the people the people that were left from your village, I just had them killed. Yeah, don't worry about it. They're all dead. Outside, except for Gino. He had created his own little grappling hook with like a, like a log and, a, and some fucking vines. It's impressive. First throw catches on the ends. Well, castles are built where they have like those little scoops in them, the, you know, the rectangular scoops. And so he's able to just get his hook right in there. It's perfect. Climbs up there, and who's waiting for them but our man, Big Red. That's right. The Big Red machine. Big, well, not that machine. And he's like, wait, my son. Do not come in here. I will send Francesca for you. But what about the guards? He just points a finger, Red does, and behind him, guard dead asleep. Well, no, not dead asleep, dead. He's with the Red Death. He was dead? Yeah. Oh, shit. And he turns back to Red Death, and he's gone. Meanwhile, Hop Toad is sneaking as Esmer- he's taking Esmeralda. Don't worry, my plan is coming fruition. Take this cloak. We will escape tonight. Oh my! It's like a fucking eight-year-old. My dear, this grown woman yeah. voice. Yeah, my dear. <laughs> and now we're watching as Alfredo makes his debut as the manly ape. Yep. And he's just and what does an ape do? It gropes women. So oh. he's, he's he's method actor. He's going full Steven Seagal. Right. He's fully clothed, got a blanket over his nipples, and he's grabbing everybody. I'm just checking for lumps. Hop toad playing the role of the of the gorilla whisperer. It's like, don't worry, ladies and gentlemen, I will bring this this uh, tame this gorilla. And he starts whipping him, and he grabs a rope. There's a chandelier. He lowers it to the, like the ground level. Right. Ties uh, Alfredo to the chandelier. Francesco's trying to get pissed. Like, what? I didn't. I don't. We didn't talk about this. Yeah. Everybody's laughing, seemingly right. laughing and yeah. having a good time. So Alfredo's kind of like, "Oh, I'm the life of the party. I'm getting my fucking sloppy dick sucked tonight." It's all. He so can he's think going about. with it, even though this isn't part of the plan. Yeah. Uh, Hop Toad raises him up and then pulls out some rum. How about some rum, my gorilla? Brandy, Murray. Brandy, I'm sorry. It's okay. Starts splashing brandy on him and then just sets fucking Alfredo on fire. We get a nice little cut over to Vincent Price, who's just like, oh my God, Francesca, look at what my beautiful little midget man has done for me. Hop Toad has delivered once again this jest, this infinite. Well, he's... <laughs> you see what I did there? Yeah, see what you did <laughs> Prospero is like normally I'd have to punish a servant from doing that, but Alfredo's such a creep. Bravo! Make sure to give Hoptoad an extra helping of scraps tonight. <laughs> scraps. Give him more Legos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so and the, 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 the party still goes on. People are tripping over Juliana under the rug. The fucking we got a smoking Alfredo. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if anyone smelled a human being burned alive, but it's not good, especially the full-on ape hair. It's not good. No, hair burning on fire, bad smell. But this party, a Satan party, knows no stop. Right. It can't stop. Unless you spot a man in red, which Prospero does. Hey, no red. One rule. 
No red. And one motherfucker, who the fuck does this guy think he is? I'm going to go talk to him. He pull, He goes full Karen on this fucking He red goes guy. full Karen. He goes, Francesca, come with me. Red goes into the yellow room. Goes, goes through all the rooms back into the black room. Oh, they, I don't think they go directly to the back rooms yet. I thought they kind of did a They're just talking cat and them. mouse because they, they were like talking in the foyer and everything. There is a little bit of a chase, but they get to talk to him outside of the room because he's asking him, you know, what what are you doing? Who the fuck are you to have the audacity to come into my party and wear red when I forbade it? And he's like... He starts talking, and... Manfredo, is that you? I, I recognize that voice. Wait, is it, is it is it is it this? He rattles off all these friends. Yeah, and they're just still, like, skirting kind of around the, you know, the part, like, the outskirts of the right. party. I don't want and to then they finally again. get to the black room, and a red turns around. You don't truly know me, do you, Prospero? Can it be? Is it Satan? Did you come to my party? Yeah, he grabs Francesca and pulls her in and goes, Get the fuck on your knees! And they both are down on their knees. Satan! Please, I have to see the beautiful face of Satan! Death has no face until the time of your death. Everyone will be unmasked now. They walk out. Back into the masquerade room. And then Red, as Red walks by people, we get like the, the cutting, you know, quick cuts. As soon as he passes by, they got the Red Death. They're bleeding, sweating yeah. blood. Right. And you still got Prospero following him. I'm like, please tell me. Tell me everything. You're my Lord and Savior. What's going on here? And he's like, now do the dance of death. And the people, they're basically in a trance of their own. And they're, they're, they have the red death now. And Prospero, aren't you so proud of me? I brought all these fucking idiots to, like, I basically coaxed them into be Satanist for you. It's all a great big joke because you're so awesome. And then dread death, I'm not impressed. Prospero's like, well, at least save this Francesca, this young white rose, please. And then death agrees. I will spare her. Head to the battlements. She's like, she's too innocent. She hasn't learned the ways of Satan yet. And then he's like, then he's like, I got it. You're just an emissary of Satan. And he's like, death serves no master. What? Why do you keep saying all this? You're my master. And this is where I think this is a... Uh, 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 the a lesson in atheism because he's like he explains it he's like red does yes he's just like satan doesn't rule alone each man makes his own god each man has his own heaven and his own hell so basically what they're saying is there is no god it's like we god is a figment of our imagination we are creation of our, our own of our mind right and prospero and the only thing that is eternal and it's true is death yeah no one escapes death right and prospero can't hear this he's been living his lie is he found out from a crazy being here he's that's the thing he mocks people for being fools for worshiping god when he's just as much a fool for worshiping satan exactly and so he finally gets up there he's like i'm getting that fucking face i'm looking at your face. show me your face right and he just goes once you once you look into you my face, fringe fuck fringe fuck you, fringe he, he had does the fringe, fringe yeah, yeah. He, fringe. he says you reveal that you're gonna reveal your very own hell and so then Prospero gets pushed into the party, 
or pulled into the party, I should say, but all of his guests, and they're just kind of tossing well, him around. Well, he pulls the mask off. Did he get the mask yes. off already? Yeah, he pulls the mask off because he's like, how dare you? Let me show you your face. Yeah. And it's his. And like Death, it's just, his face. Death just said, yeah. you will see, you'll only see Death's face upon your death. Yeah. And so he sees himself. Yes. So we're getting very uh, artsy, intellectual here. Yeah, poetic. Edgar Allen. And then he freaks out, obviously, because he sees himself. And then he just gets, he, all of a sudden a mosh pit breaks out, as right. it would. And they start pushing him back and forth. And he's like, oh, no, I'll escape to my black room. But Red is waiting there for him. Why should you be afraid to die? Your soul has been dead for oh so long. Then he snaps. That's where fucking, what's his name, stole it from in the Marvel movies. The snaps. Thanos. Thanos. Yeah. Stole it from this the Red It's a very guy. influential movie. Apparently. Much like our show is a very influential show. That's right. So, okay. So, Prospero met his death. Outside, Red. Now, every, the parties, everyone just died in the castle. Everyone's pretty much dead here, except we see uh, Red at his, his tree again, or he likes his learning tree. Right. Where he's, he's playing with his cards, and then we see a black version. Oh, now we're seeing all we got, these. We got him playing the cards with the giggling child. Yes, the, the, the child that, that was spared Yep. from the, the village. They're having a lot of fun. Yeah, they're loving the play. He's like, because the kid's like, draw two. They're playing Uno. They're playing Uno. And he's like, you got me, little girl. Even You, you can even outsmart a death. <laughs> and then a black robe person comes in a yellow robe. We're seeing all the different avatars of death. Yeah. These are they're all all versions of the one death that were the red death. You yes. Know? And we see uh, Gino and Francesca show up. And Red reveals that only six people were spared in this whole area. Gino, Francesca, they were pure. They did everything for the right. They did things for love, much like Dr. Fibes did in last yes. week's. We see hot toad, hot, hot to see hot tub, hot toad <laughs> and Esmeralda, much the same way. They did everything for love. Right. And he's, he's like, yeah, just for shits and giggles, I'm going to spare that kid and an old man at the village. Yeah, because what, that's was it thing. her dad or was it just no, and, no, yeah. a random old man? Because it that's like the, the, an and. the randomness of fucking death. Right, there is no plan. This is why I said this is atheism, grip. There is no plan. There's no grand no. scheme. No, death is it, comes for us all. Is atheism? There's no scheme, or is that just? Uh, there's no plan. Is uh, I thought I thought a. Or what's the word I'm looking for? Og og uh, agnostic. Agnostic. No, that believes that that believes in a higher power. It's just not God. Ag- ag- being an agnostic really? is believing agnostic actually kind of makes sense because the idea of agnostic is I don't believe necessarily in a Christian God, but I don't, I believe, I don't know. That's what basically agnosticism is. Yeah. It could, it could be a higher power. I don't know. Yeah. That's what I thought. Atheism yeah. is there's a high, there's no way there's, there's a God. There's no way there's a higher power. It's agnosticism. Yeah. It's just like, I don't fucking know. Why not? Right. I don't give a shit. Yes. Whereas atheism is like, I'm going to fight you too. Like, God could exist. I don't know. Christians yeah. could be right. Muslims could be right. I don't fucking know. It's, it, sh- it's just being practical. Like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. It's the fight over, I don't give a shit. You shouldn't give a shit. Which is basically, I guess I would say I'm an agnostic because I don't fucking know. And I hate people who claim to know the answers to the mysteries of the universe. Exactly. We're never going to know what happens when we die. Right. And we have to accept that. So I'm always suspicious of anyone who claims to know these kind of things. Exactly. It's frustrating. 
So it ends with, and then the the all the deaths walk off, and it ends with the uh, quote from Edgar Allan Poe: "And darkness and decay, and the red death held illimitable dominion over all, because only thing that rules all living creatures is death." That's right, guys. I don't know who's going to be putting it out there, but somebody's going to be stealing our fucking idea here and putting out the fucking fog trilogy of Excalibur, Violent City, and. Red Mask, Death I'll, of the I'll Red get, Mask. I already have my lawyers. Don't, we got to get it. Don't even try it. Medically is going hard at Twitter right now. Trying well, to here, sure here, we here, speaking of like agnosticism, I'm not, I, I did not come up. I just named it. Every man has felt the fog. Right. And some women. Well, it's just like autism has existed for probably ever. It's just right. you were the one who put the stamp in the ground and said, right. this is the fog. Right. So you're going to be credited I, with that. Yes, I should be, yes. Yeah. By Dr. the way, Murray. I, I learned something crazy. You know, of course I was right. But we our argument from last week, what was Robert Quarry's character's name? Darius or Dare uh, Biterbeck? Was that his or, name? Biterbeck. Biterbeck. I just... I, I, <laughs> I just stumbled on this. This is this is we're gonna get meta as fuck right now. Because <laughs> I was looking at Robert Corey's IMDb, and he was in some like sex thriller from the '90s with Eric Estrada, sure, called Angel Eyes. And his character, this is where it gets meta. His character was Murray yeah. as Darius Betterbeck. Beater, Betterbeck, whatever. I get so all right. I get the last name wrong all the time. You get the first name wrong all the time. <laughs> and it's just, I'm like, what? Murray? Is? Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> that was really weird. All right. We got serious. We're going to get campy again next week. We're going to do, I'd probably say this is my favorite Vincent Price movie. Okay. That's good. And it's very uh, literary. You thought we got deep in this episode. This is so literary. We're too dumb to even understand it. So we need to bring Are we our- going camping? Camping. Well, camping implies that there's more than just us. Going out camping. We're getting some people to come along with us. Well, we're going to, not just any person, our own resident bard, the bard of uh, Indianapolis on the whatever river is next to Indianapolis. <laughs> our buddy, Matt Sosi, Shakespearean expert. We're going to call him that. Shakespeareologist. Shakespeareologist. Is going to help us through the Shakespearean murder film horror movie. Theater of Blood for our, for our last film in the Vincent Price Month trilogy, our quadrilogy. So, tuneth, ineth, then, and keepeth thy spooky. <laughs> <laughs>